to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart, I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Wednesday at 9. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. What are you scowling about? Oh, I'm I'm just like, I'm in a really bad mood about this coronavirus shit. Are you worried that you're going to get arrested at a uh, Idaho park with your child in the future? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, actually. What's the matter? Just obey. Just yeah, obey. Just the reaction. Like, even in Idaho, half the people are like, oh, it's just the cops doing their jobs. Like, that didn't work at the Nuremberg trials. So it's all, all the right. uh, it's all the Californians who moved to the Boise area. That's where it happened, right? It's right. It's like right, right by Boise. Yeah. I'm just really disappointed that people have become such incredible pussies just <laughs> stinky vaginas starting it off strong tonight all right um if you <laughs> if you take offense to being called a stinky vagina and you would like to call into the show no uh, i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it today <laughs> The dis- if you're new to the show, there's the, the link to the Discord servers in the description. Hop in the server, put your name in the roll call. We go on a first-come, first-served basis. Hang out in one of the waiting rooms while we get to you. We'll get to as many as we can in 90 minutes tonight. Try to keep your calls brief as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. And then, of course, if you want to participate in the show but you're having trouble uh, or you want to participate but you can't do it live, you can send us an email. Email a question to beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. That's the inbox for our call-in show questions, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line so we know that's what it's for, and we'll respond in the last half hour of the show. Red Falcor is up first tonight. See what he has to say. Red Red Falcor, you're good to go. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey. What's on your mind? Well, I was just thinking about singing this entire call, but every time I'm actually up <laughs> to bat, uh, that doesn't really happen for me. And it seems also to be very impractical to just Although sing that, the whole call. That was a very memorable moment in the history of this entire call-in show. If people don't remember or they didn't see that, so you're... Is the proper term stutter? Is that the term I yes. use? Okay, yes. So your, your stutter basically disappears when you sing or you rap, I guess, or when you have a rhythm. Is that That's the right. deal? It's the rhythm? Can can you give people a sample of that just like for 10 seconds? Sure, of course. Hello, Madden Blonde. How's it going tonight? I could try to sing the whole call, but it would take me uh, through through a strange ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it, 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 I, I had never known that previously, and it was one of the more fascinating moments for me in the, in the stream's history. Yeah, I, I, uh, I screen capped the looks on uh, both of your faces when, mm. when that happened. So if you, uh, if, if the callers, you know, the, the, that's what you're missing. If you're only listening to, to the audio uh, is uh, some great, great faces on uh, Matt and Blonde. So, so you've never seen the King's speech, Matt? <laughs> no, I'm not watching that. It's an excellent <laughs> Colin Firth movie. You should I don't watch, watch movies. Yes. 
is. <laughs> Not even on uh, lockdown. I was thinking about watching Sonic the other day, though, but I didn't. You'll watch Sonic and you won't watch the King's speech? <laughs> I have exquisite taste. What can I say? No, he said he didn't watch Sonic. So yeah, I did. But I was considering it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, actually, it is a little bit interesting, the science of it, because I always try to call in and talk about science in some way, way sh- 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 shape or form. I uh, have kind of bounced around on my politics a lot hmm. and uh it could be because of how my brain brain is actually formatted i have uh tried to remain in the middle politically at all times to be hmm. a a uh, fence sitter i guess they're called you get um, out <laughs> Um, Although Skag has redeemed himself totally these last few weeks for all of his years of fence sitting. I don't agree <laughs> that I'm a fence sitter. I, I, I reject that. that you're not. Premise, I mean, you're not. Talked... The important thing is that you're not being a pussy right now. And that's all that really matters. Well, I'll take that compliment. <laughs> uh, so, the, you know, I don't know how much you can you can connect, connect, connect the, um, the pop politics of le- left and right. Right to the, you know what? I'm gonna do it. To, to the brains, left and right. But yeah. if you could, it might be the reverse, because the right brain is labeled as being artistic and sensitive, and the hmm. left brain is where all the language centers are. And oh. it, interesting. The 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 they have put stutterers into sprint brain scanners and asked them to talk, and they have f- f- found that there's a pattern of interference that c- c- comes out of the r- right brain. Huh during speech so it's as if uh st- 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 stutterers are at all m- moments trying to use both s- s- sides of their brain ah uh, so it's like and listening to two different soundtracks at the same time exactly hmm. yes oh. and trying to get out of them a some ki- kind of well, next time, content. just wrap your way through it. And, <laughs> and yeah, a little more gangster style. I yeah, think. yeah. This, this is white person nonsense. Come on. <laughs> we got to yeah, let you exactly. go, man. But th- thanks for calling in. And say hi to okay, your wife. Thank you so much. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Uh, Big Dick Willie. Uh-huh. Big, yeah, Big Dick, you're good to go, man. Can't you just call him Willie? I hope <laughs> no, you sent a picture of that Big Dick to uh, Bill de Blasio, by the way. <laughs> Thank um, you, everybody, remember. for your support. Completely inappropriate. Um, I got to complain about my coworker. He's one of those guys that just unsolicitedly states his political opinion as if it's like the the general consensus. Mm. Um, leftists do it all the time, right? So he came in. And he was like, "You know, did you see all those protests this weekend? There's they're insanely stupid, right?" And mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> um, and I, just, I hate when people do that. But the first little thing I want to say about him is um, when all this started and Trump closed down travel from Europe, he's at um, it was too soon and he's overreacting and he's freaking everybody out. 
yeah. by addressing the virus. And I just straight responded with, well, people don't have to listen to the president, right? They could do whatever they want. And that was like, it shocked him. Like he never even considered <laughs> that before. Yeah. And this guy is just opening my eyes to how differently some people can think like that. I thought about that, like for, for a couple days, because it was so crazy how he just lives his life by the government. Anywho. Well, I think, I think there's a searching there. Yeah. There's a search for an authoritative voice, like someone who has all the answers on everything. That's disappointing. um, I mean, and we're, we're not just seeing that with the government. We're seeing it with all this expert worship too. Everybody's like, licking the butthole of Dr. Fauci and Burks mm. and everything like that. It's like, you know, people, th- this is a novel virus, which means by default, they know very little about it until the most recent research came out. So this whole thing of like looking to the government and the authorities to bail you out, like, no, you've got yourself and your community and your own intellect and everybody do the best they can. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I certainly, I think that we should consider what these people say since they've spent their life studying these issues, but it should doesn't, we though, I think we, we, I I think we should, but I don't, I don't think you go as far as to say what they say is the end. What they say is the final answer and it's automatically correct. Yeah. I mean, but everybody's lost faith in institutions. And then you look at our Ivy leagues and the kind of people they're churning out. And I just have to assume that nobody's really an expert on anything anymore. Well, I do find whenever I hear, listen to the experts, I mostly consider that a conversation shutdown as opposed to saying the experts say this. What do you think about that? Instead, it's shut up and listen to them. I don't care about that. Yeah. He said yesterday or Monday that pissed me off politically, maybe more than like uh, kids doing drag. Um, (laughs) This is your coworker. Your coworker said. Yeah, I was so furious. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but he was saying that. you know, things are working and stuff. And I just, I, I brought up that maybe we should start reopening, you know, specific states. I'm in Utah. We don't yeah. really need to be closed right now. Um, I thought Utah never, I is it just cities in Utah that shut down? No. Well, so Salt Lake County, the mayor has come out and, and said that she'll hand out misdemeanors if she has to. Mm. Um, she, my county you is say. <laughs> yeah, she. Um, anywho, I'm, I'm running out of time, so I got to get to it. Um, sure. <clears throat> I said that maybe things should reopen and he just immediately went to, Oh, so that more people can die and stuff <laughs> like that. And I was like, no, so more could who, die for wall street. Yeah. And we know, who, we know people the who are sick or, or, you know, particularly, uh, vulnerable should stay home and all, but I think most of us should just go back to work. And he's like, he said something and I, and I responded with, I don't know, man. I've got I've got two friends who've been laid off. I've got a friend who's close to losing his business because of all of this. Yeah, twenty two million Mer- Americans are unemployed right now, and he immediately responded without skipping a beat. He just goes, "It should be more," and that sent me. That <laughs> well, wait, you so guys had this conversation bad. at work. Yeah, what a retard. The two of us in the room. But, oh okay. my god! Okay. Like the fact that this guy calls himself an American, right? And some people say that jokingly, but I honestly mean like, I do not want to share a country with somebody who says, I wish more Americans were unemployed right now. Like get fucked. That made me, oh, I'm, I'm getting 
heated just talking about it. But yeah, I just wanted, I wanted to complain about <laughs> that. So well, it's very right. easy to sit from a position of employment and say, look at those rubes out there who are unemployed and desperate for their livelihoods. Uh, what idiots out there trying to get a job like I have where I, you know, from, from where I sit and judge them. That's a, that's a pretty ridiculous spot, I would say. Yeah. Hmm. All right, man. Well, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the insight. Yeah, totally. And uh, let us know if there are further developments in this story. He sounds like a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll catch you later. Uh, Orwell's Ghost is up next. Orwell, you're good to go. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> same old, same old. Although yeah, I will so, say um, Montana now has a plan to reopen in phases. So I'm feeling a little bit better. Well, that's great. Our cut governor has decided that he's going to extend shit in the Commonwealth of Virginia until, uh, you know, he's oh, yeah. technically their Fuhrer. So. Yeah. Wasn't it the, didn't he pick June? Wasn't it the day after election day? Wasn't it, wasn't that the bit? Yeah. It's probably similar to the whole situation with him signing in a bunch of bills after he closed down everybody. So <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking spineless coward, but I mean, anyhow, uh, there was something I wanted to touch on that kind of the last guy was getting on um, that blonde kind of, you know, got blonde kind of riled up. It, and it was this notion. Eisenhower actually talked about this in his in in his uh, farewell address. You know, everybody knows about that one for the military industrial complex. But there was another mm -hmm. really important one that he mentioned in that, which was. He he was afraid that the country would succumb, that the country's, uh, I guess, faith would succumb to what he called the scientific technological elite. And he was essentially mm. talking about intellectuals guiding the path of, of the nation. Hmm. Okay. D is there additional context to that or is that just a general concept? Well, and, and he was talking about that in terms of the military industrial complex. And, and, okay. the reason, and the reason I think that that's, you know, and this is, I think, kind of what, if I'm not mistaken, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're getting riled up about is all of these, all of these experts, all of these scientific experts and these intellectual experts who are putting a lot of stock in uh, tend to not do a very good job. It, well, it, we identified that they didn't really do much in hindsight. Um, they gave us a kind of warm and fuzzy on what's going on in the, you know, on what's going on in the country, but they didn't really do much. And there's kind of an analysis and an analogous example of this with George III's prime minister during the French Indian war. He basically brought in his tutor who was a principled intellectual, much like Noam Chomsky. And that guy just, completely devastated British government and probably, I mean, ultimately probably led to the revolution. Hmm. Yeah. People need to have practical so. experience. Uh, in many yeah. ways I would trust like a, a plumber to run the country more than, you know, some kind of, I don't know, intellectual elite of a Marxist variety. Yeah. That and that, that and even accurate, correct technical expertise does not entitle you to rob the fundamental rights of other people. I think that, uh, the, how would I phrase this question? Just because it's possible that you could make a good decision for somebody else doesn't mean that it's, that it's morally right to make a decision oh. for someone else or to control someone else's life. That's what I would say. Absolutely. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I think you. I lost you a little bit. You still there? I don't, I don't, I don't have him. 
Uh, oh, there we go. Did you have a okay? Okay, maybe a bad connection or something. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I must, have, you... I must have had a burnout. But um, no, yeah, that's what I think. That's what you're seeing with a lot of these, and, and that is the crux of what kind of of what this kind of progressive intellectual mind is. And you know, I, I guess I can kind of close out with this. This is exactly the mentality that Barack Obama's staff had. We're intellectual. We're Ivy League educated. We are, you know, we, we have a better frame of mind of the world and how the world should be, not how it is. Yeah. There, therefore, we will tell you what to do and you will sit back and take it, you fucking plebs. Yeah. Yeah, because we know what's better. We know the yeah. choices you need to make, so we'll make them for you. Lest we be reminded that a lot of this is being enforced by this narc culture that I thought yeah. we were not susceptible to. I mean, I'm going to put like, 20% of the blame on authority figures because this is what I expect out of them. And then the remainder on the populace, which is just pussing out hardcore. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, like like you said, it's calling Dr. Orwell is what it is. I mean, it's... Oh, it's this, this is just outrageous. Yeah. We got to give you the boot, though. Yeah, no worries. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, man. See you later. I'm yep. ready to wage war with this Mr. Obvious character. I don't know who that is. No, it's this YouTuber that always watches our show. Okay, I pulled up his comments. I don't care if I'm getting in trouble for this. I pulled up his comments from our show last week. He said, dude, your attitude uh, towards all this is exactly why the federal government feels the need to step in. Americans are careless. You don't have the right to endanger the lives of others. If people want to violate lockdown, they shouldn't be getting any medical treatment if they get infected. Live with the consequences of your own actions. You also should be charged for anyone you infect and charge more for anyone that dies because of you. People who drive irresponsibly get charged with murder. People who spread the flu are the same in my view. Okay, well, we have millions of people to prosecute in that case. But yes, I fully advocate for in, for personal responsibility and personal choice. I mean, the idea that my opinions on the internet are responsible for dead people. Okay, well, congratulations. There's a whole gang of feminists over there you can join to screech if you want. I mean, th that's just nonsense. The idea that that um, you're going to prosecute everyone who has unknowingly transmitted the flu. The Most people belong is, in jail. I believe it's 5.4. So every person that's developed antibodies, which is presumably millions of people, they're going to be charged for unknowingly infecting 5.4 people. And then and uh, they, they can't even track sexually transmitted diseases. And those are people that you that you it's bet. practically it's impossible you're not going this is impossible and you don't have the right to put other people at risk i agree you can voluntarily step out you can stay home nobody's I, nobody's coming into your home and spraying coronavirus all over the walls dude like you stay home if you think the risk is too great for you to accept and i fully support the decision to do that i, I support okay, so every individual's right to assess the risk for himself i agree and i that's what we're advocating here individual risk assessment um I don't know anything about this guy. I've never watched his videos, but this is so stupid that I'm wondering from the audience if if he's saying this in jest. Yeah. I was under I was under the impression he was of the right wing persuasion. This is so um, offensively communistic that I'm like maybe he's just <laughs> maybe he's we've joking. been maybe we've been trolled. Who knows? My eye twitch has come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is not annoying comment section show. This is the call-in show, so we uh, we got to get to Batman. Get we a rarely update. get this shit from other YouTubers. That's the thing. Well, maybe invite him on the show if he wants. I'd like to hear the case made that we should prosecute everyone who transmits the flu. What a dweeb. Fine. I I, I think that'd be a fun segment. I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear uh, how I how how I belong in jail too. 
Yeah, really. I would have been under the impression personally that somebody named Mr. Obvious wouldn't be named Karen, but here we are. I know. <laughs> Karen Obvious. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there we are. I don't know. Maybe What's up? Trans or something. Mr. Anyway, Voice. Um, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Well, first of all, Dell, I loved your uh, little movie trailer uh, last week. That was that was really funny. Um, hit me up if you want me to make a recording of that. Oh, he's talking. Yeah, he's talking about the the voice. I forgot the the dramatic voice that Dell can do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the little movie trailer thing. I've been known to do something similar. Yeah, but anyway, you got that kind of um, voice for sure. Yeah, didn't that? Oh, we were talking you. about how that guy died, right? There's there's a there's got to be a, a you know an opening in the market for his work, right? Someone's <laughs> got to fill that. No, the guy who did those in a world where. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That guy, Claude Van Damme, is back. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, uh, that was Don Lafontaine, and he died a couple, like, fifteen years ago. Or so. Well, seriously oh. speaking, you have that sort of voice quality. You should. I, I mean, I, I don't I mean to say to tell you what to do. I just mean, it seems like no, you no, could do that. I, sort I, I was of thing. actually trained in voice acting. Oh, interesting. All right, and uh, we'll see if that goes anywhere. But anyway, um, so uh, the reason for my call today was. I basically normally, under normal circumstances, normal American circumstances, agree with your assessment on when um, it is necessary to defend yourself. You know, when, mm -hmm. you know, the, the sense of immediacy that is required. But yeah. when it comes to governments, I'm not really sure that applies. Mm. And there are a lot of places, I think, a lot of states right now that are not just overstepping, they're, they're taking cues from China. Mm. So, okay. You mentioned um, sort of the the responsibility on people to form that are willing to defend each other, but I'm not really sure we live in an environment where we can really do that anymore, and particularly mm. not with the way the state's already cracking down on people. Okay. Yeah. So, frankly, <laughs> pollution. <laughs> you cut out a little bit, but be careful remembering that Susan Wiki Wiki is listening. I uh, yeah, I I know she's listening, but if um I I think I think this is a serious topic. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, it, ex if you can explain to me a little bit um so what is at what point is self-defense against government forces justified then? Cuz that's really what oh, we're talking about. Isn't that the crux yes. of the matter? Yeah. Well, so how would you define entire, that then? Well, that would be the entire point of the second amendment first of all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and the crackdowns we've seen over the years over the decades um on second amendment rights i think has been the slow process of eroding our ability to do that mm -hmm. uh here in new york for example if you have a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds uh that's illegal uh if you if you want to own a pistol you have to have a permit for it you have to apply for it they have to have your name in a registry Ugh. or it's illegal um i can go on and on about this um, and California, where I used to live, is even worse. Yeah. So uh, how, how, how are those people supposed to be able to stand up for themselves at all if there is a, um, a government intrusion on their rights? I'm not really sure it's possible. I don't know. It's like being, a, being employed by, a, by an abusive employer. Ideally, you move to a state where your rights aren't being infringed upon constantly. Well, I, I wish I could say, and the other thing, I, it's an unfortunate anniversary right now, because I wish I could say that, listen, if people formed small communities that, like we were talking about last week, if people formed small communities that had a plan for this sort of thing, and they actually 
there was more of a unif- a unified show among that community. So when police show up to try to arrest people at the playground, for example, there's someone there to say, no, you're not going to do that. Um, I'd like to think, okay, that's when the police hesitate and think twice. But then I remember Waco. Then I remember Ruby Ridge. Then I remember that like actually just killing innocent families is a thing that has happened and probably would happen again. And not, not to give, um, you know, the BLM crowd any more ammunition than they already think they have, but we do see um, levels of police brutality all the time. Yeah. Just like every other day, you see a story about how some cop went absolutely overboard and unloaded 11 rounds into somebody who didn't have a gun and was just reaching for their yeah. wallet or some shit. Well, I mean, I, I try to, I understand that police are in a difficult spot and, and you know that your life is threatened or can be threatened at any point in time. So, but well, when, when you're, when you're arresting the lady at the playground, I mean, at that, for every cop, there has to be a turn in my badge point. I, I want to know what it is for those cops. What is the and turn in your badge point? If you're willing to arrest the lady at the playground. Yeah. And to be clear, I did with cops i know a lot i know their job is really hard the problem is by the very nature of their job they must be held to a higher standard Hmm. right i mean when you hold people's lives in your hands by by the nature of the fact that it is essentially your job to combat crime and therefore you must be armed uh you you just that you can't have your average joe in that job can you uh, no, indeed. I mean, but that is why it attracts people with a certain unfortunate personality type. Not all, not all cops. I mean, you have to be resilient enough to deal with criminals on a daily basis, but uh, not so authoritarian that you still uphold constitutional values. And so there's going to be a mix of people that are just in it because, you know, like being kind of abusive that, yeah. to the population gives well them if you, the if you are on. doing it for the reason of the oath that you swear to the constitution protecting and defending the rights of the people great if you're doing it to control people for silly arbitrary reasons like climbing on the jungle gym okay well then we have a problem then we're going to have exactly what we're having right now yeah anyway right, we got to give you the boot the so, right okay um well, maybe I'll get into it more later. Sure. Um, no, it's a it's very interesting topic and obviously pertinent to what's going on right now. Right. All right. Well, you guys have a good night. Thanks, Bye. man. Uh, John Tesh's ass. <laughs> I don't know who John Tesh is, but I hope he sent a picture of his ass to uh, Bill de Blasio. We said chode specifically. Don't fail us. I was, I was a little, I gotta say, I appreciate, I know that some members of the audience did send pictures to Bill de Blasio. We'll talk about it a little bit more on Sunday uh, because some, some of them were actually forwarded to me and I appreciate that only I, I say, I'm slightly disappointed. This is not a criticism because I appreciate, so, sorry. I mean, I disavow the high effort that the audience put in. I'm, I just noticed that the New York post story mentioned things like, um, Bill de Blasio was reported for giving oral sex to a man behind the Seven Eleven, And I thought, I don't, and also Bill de Blasio received several Hitler memes, but I thought oh, I didn't see any reports of photos of hairy buttholes sent to Bill if, de Blasio. If so, I would have known for sure, but I did read <laughs> that still beaming a little bit thinking if this really is somebody from our audience, we really are making a difference in the world. Oh, it's um, like, like I was talking about on Sunday, I've been needing some white pills lately. This is the best part of this entire story is the, is the, the phone line 
at one point going offline because of they the had to flood, shut it down. Yeah, the flood of dick pics sent to Bill De Blasio. That's America. That's America right there. John Tess, John Tesh's ass is still muted, but I'll let you hang out for a minute. We'll see if we can get that going. Signal is up next. Signal, you're good to go. Signal. Was it you guys? I don't know. Did you do it? Signal, Are there, there beauty and the beta chodes all over <laughs> Bill de Blasio's line? Hello? Signal, yeah, go for it. Hey, guys. Um, Hi. So I'm coming from the golden state of California, proving that uh, men can also be incompetent at leadership. <laughs> um, what, what part, so, uh, if you don't mind saying? <laughs> Uh, Southern California. Okay. So. Are you under Garcetti's reign or are you elsewhere? Uh, I am not. However, okay. we have someone who is almost as equally incompetent. Um, All right. Which part of what I'm getting to here. So uh, our mayor, and I think this will really piss you off, Matt. Uh, sure. This is a uh, quote from his Twitter account. Uh, <sighs> we've been at home okay. for a month and residents are following the rules. So mm-hmm. neighborhood parks will be reopened on a limited basis. Oh, uh, kicked him out. I think he might be on mobile. Uh, let's try. Well, um, it looks like it kicked him out of server. Again, weekly reminder, desktop and laptop works a million times better than mobile. Mobile can work if you have to use it, but if you have a computer available to you, try that out. Um, <clears throat> so we'll uh, remind me to hop uh, to, See if we can get back to a signal later. John Tesh, are you there? I am here. Can you are hear you, me? Yeah. Were you on mobile? Maybe it kicked you out for that yes, reason too. Yes. All right. Just go for it. Back. We'll see if we can maximize your call. I am so happy because everything's coming together. And the reason I say that is you guys are black-pilled, but you're kind of leading into everything. And here's why I say that. Because, for example, Big Dick Willie, tell your coworker, if you want people to lose their jobs, you should be the first in line, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, but he quit I, for coronavirus safety. Yeah, totally. But I, I want to white pill you guys. That is my goal tonight. Sure, I, I, I need went it to the, for I sure. I went to the Minnesota rally, the protest. It was awesome. Oh, I watched the stream. It looked well attended, and the people who were interviewed were, you know, just red-blooded, hardworking, business-owning Americans. Exactly, and it was great yeah. to see the younger people there. There was a lot of young people, a lot of mix, and, you know, they, were, they obviously you know, put out the protesters with the— Nazi symbols and all that on the on the news, but yeah. honestly, most people were you know reasonable, well spoken, and it was across cultures, across races, across sexes. A lot yeah. of young people, and I want to say we need to make America rebellious again. That's what we need to do. I agree. We need to call out every one of these fuckers that are going to go and narc, narc people out. Blonde, you're 100. We need to call out these pussies and and shame them and make them mock them and make them look ridiculous that's what we need to do yeah but apparently men don't care anymore about appearing weak which is a huge issue in the shaming it's it's been turned into virtue now it's yeah um, yeah you know what we need to we need to bring back like the 80s (laughs) the 80s cock rock shirts and everything else (laughs) because here's the thing i actually made a comment on pioneer press on our local paper and i said you know here's the problem it used to be and i'm from the 80s 70s whatever you know i used to be that the school moms and the, the satanic panic and all those people in the 80s are telling you what not to do you'd mock them shamelessly in the, in the media and, and rightfully so yeah. i think we need to bring that spirit back in this country and and call out people and you know for example in missouri they actually posted the the uh 
the people that reported, they actually did a, a FOIA request and they got the names of the people that reported oh, the people. Wow. You can do that. Yes. And okay. we need to do more of that and shame these idiots out, call out the cops, get their names, their badges, numbers, and put them up on the internet and say, don't do, don't do business hmm. with this guy. Shame this guy every time you see him and just ostracize these idiots. Cause that works. Once it I was becomes, thinking, you know, sorry, keep going. Oh, I was just going to say, once it becomes political or excuse me, socially ridiculous, you know, once a, socially someone's ostracized, you'll be amazed how effective that is and get people to change their behavior. You would think, yeah. but then for every, you know, for every person that's like, yeah, shame them. There are like two Karens and Susans that are like, I'll quarantine with you and suck your balls. If you continue <laughs> to be this crappy police officer. No, no, no. They'll then lead you, shame, you, they'll then lead you, shame you on. They'll lead you then to you believe that, but people. it never happens. Yeah. Then you shame and those I, people and you make memes and you look them like sheep. Uh, I can think of all kinds of good memes. Like yeah. get a pussy hat and throw it on your, on your face <laughs> as far as the mask. I mean, you know, the, well, there's a, there's a part of me that sort of resist this like ostracism and shame because I don't I don't want to have that culture but the reality is that they are doing they're doing the aggression of the ostracism in the first place it's just they have the force of law behind theirs I mean we're not even asking for the force of law just a laugh at you just a laugh in your stupid face I don't want these people like arrested or whatever but I, no, I, I, I agree either, I that they them, should I be mocked. Be, I agree. It's it's a it's an American tradition, and we need to take it back. And we need to say, "Damn it, we're." Amer-. I mean, here's the thing: I expect 50, 60, 70 year olds to be like, oh, "I don't know, I can't go outside because I might get sick." You don't do that as a twenty year old. You don't do that as a seventeen year old. Quit being such a pussy and go take risks. Damn it, that's yeah. the American way. Well, I and I actually I don't have a problem with anybody who who makes their own risk assessment and and just keeps to themselves. It's the people who say that my fear justifies control of you. Those are yeah. the people that, that drive me nuts. Amen. So, brother. No. so don't hang in there guys. You got to stay, stay the course. You're doing great work. Keep it up. Oh, well, thanks. And I'm glad thanks. you got to attend the rally. Like I said, that was the one that I got to watch uh, live for a little block of time. And I was really encouraged by what I saw. So thanks for participating in the event and hopefully things turn around for you guys there soon. Well, it better because you know what? Uh, May 3rd is kind of the cutoff and I think Waltz continues to look like a moron as he continues to drag this out so mm. and I hope hopefully people will wise up well maybe I'll meet you in South Dakota then well, <laughs> we'll see, it, we'll it might happen that way yeah. <laughs> alright see you man see ya suddenly everyone loves that state which is I don't I know we have some listeners in South Dakota I don't ever want to give the impression that I suddenly think it's cool it actually really is a nice place it's just all the more attractive now uh, we're, we're late for a break okay um, I, I actually want to pluck my own eye out. This has been happening all day now. What? You have an eye twitch? Yes. It comes it, only when I'm is, in periods of it? high stretch. It's, it's my, uh, left upper eyelid. Oh, I've had one. Like I had one most recently on the edge of the eyelid. Like it's so maddening. And then I usually get them like right here under the eye next, like when do you get them? The is it stress induced for you? I think it's usually related to dehydration actually. Oh really? Yeah. I just figured um, that it was this quarantine situation. Could I be. Tried to go to Walmart today. Couldn't. Too many people there. So they said you have to wait? There was a line, like oh, a God. social distancing line that was like 300 feet long. And I was like, Ugh. absolutely not. Uh, Black Magic. Today, you can rebel against the orthodoxy by going to work. Also, Bill Gates has a <laughs> sick desire to put a needle inside of you. Projection much? Seriously, what a sick fetish to have. Yeah, that guy. Hmm. Do you think normies actually think that he's some kind of benevolent philanthropist legitimately? I, I just haven't, I haven't followed Bill Gates, everything 
to comment. I, I know people keep telling me to look into that. What was the event? Uh, event whatever that was in the fall. Two hundred one. Admittedly, I've yeah. not looked at that closely. I've not followed Bill Gates super closely. But yeah, I don't want to take my. Um, I don't want to take my cues, let alone enforceable mandate from Bill Gates. I don't care what Bill Gates has to say about my life. And he better not come around trying to force his way onto me. That's I'm pretty sure he's he's the devil. Like really satanic people start to get this look about them. This like bloodless old hmm. lesbian skexy look. And he's got it. Ugh. Russ Crayer. Fake news media using stage photos. Borrowed video all the time nowadays and people in costumes, the props standing behind the president during the push for ACA. Thanks for the show. Have mm. some shekels. Thank you so much. And everybody, speaking of which, watch Skag's video today. You didn't say it outright, but those people are clearly Antifa. Uh, they, they definitely might be. I, I, I do want to find out who they are. I, and I did. I just yeah. find it rich how the stories go from nurses and healthcare workers. <clears throat> actually, people in scrubs were uh, protesting. Blo- like, okay, okay. You know how people I know that's bullshit? I'm positive scrubs. it's bullshit. Because I have never in my life seen a leftist uh, do a stunt like that and then um, not publicly identify themselves for virtue points. That's true. That Never. is odd. That is odd. And then, they, of course, they were wearing the masks incorrectly and that bitch was wearing sunglasses. Like, they're totally unidentifiable. Hmm. And one of them was wearing their scrubs weird. Shauna Thornton, blonde, love the puff sleeves. Very Anne of Green Gables. Um, hmm. Also, what will you do if Emmeline is ginger? Uh, I mean, I think right in the toilet with her. Right? <laughs> No, it's try not, again. It's not in my genes. And my best friend is Ginger and she's pretty cool. So I wouldn't be that sad about it. Maybe. <laughs> Would you take Ginger or transgender Muslim? You know, I'd take Ginger. <laughs> I'm not very Sorry. Irish. so I had to ask. Transgender Muslim versus Ginger. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, yeah. it's also a girl, so it doesn't really matter. You don't want to be a Ginger man. That's where you run into trouble. Kimberly care car disavow. I, I ginger men. Uh, there are plenty of ginger, great ginger men. I'm not going to drop names. There are plenty though. You're not going to drop names. No, if you're I don't, I don't taller than six feet though, it doesn't matter. I don't want to unfairly malign any, uh, ginger men out there who are doing, uh, good yeah. things. I mean, Prince Harry totally ended up being a non cuck <laughs> who married the right woman. Well, you know that right at least we, of all the things we can't agree on, Oh, Dave Cullen. Fully. I hope he's not listening. I wasn't going to name names, but yeah, like <laughs> he's tall um, too. So good I was going to say it. And of all the things we can't <gasps> fully agree on, uh, Kate Middleton is a million times better than Meghan Markle. It's not even close. I can't believe there's even a debate on that issue. Oh, don't tell Dave. He's very handsome. Don't tell Dave guys. Oh, I can't believe I forgot. We're really good friends. I totally forgot. <laughs> Kimberly Carr. In a masks are required everywhere state, Connecticut, it really stinks. Thankfully, I'm still working as I work for the Defense Department, but 12 to 14 hours of heavy goggles and forced masks is not ideal. That is bullshit, Kim. Mm. Bullshit. Uh, Keith Johnson. Is it bad optics for anti-lockdown protesters to exhibit pro-Trump signs? Seems to look bad for this to be an anti-government protest and shill an official. I know, fine, it's fine, do it. I I probably wouldn't, but for me, I'm not going there for Trump reasons. I'm going there for what I view as constitutional rights reasons. <laughs> but but I'm not so 
high and mighty and, and pure that I would tell other people, don't don't bring the signs that I don't like. If you want to be Trumpy, be Trumpy. I don't care. I mean, at this point, I just want Americans who are standing up for freedom. That's really all I care about. Sean Thornton, I'm in medical billing and coding, and it's obvious, become obvious to me that the relationship to the state global institutions to our medical community is a huge problem. Yeah. Mm. I'm glad mm. you're not furloughed, girl. Um, Andrew, there was a shooting today at Publix about 20 minutes north of me. I was supposed to transfer to that store when I went back to college after Christmas break. Whoa. Ugh, thankfully, my I didn't hear anything about this. Do, do we know where? Does he say? I have no idea. Let me know in the I live chat. I can Google it real quick. Because the live chat is Siri, and I know that I can 100% trust everything <laughs> you guys tell me. Uh, St. John's County? Is that Florida? I mean, Publix is generally Florida, right? I have no idea. Looks like Jacksonville area, something like that. Yeah, because of the David Hogg thing. I, maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah. All right, we're close to you. Can I just catch up on Streamlabs? We'll save the rest uh -huh. for Super Chat later. All right. Um, Candy Mac is back. She says, literally ready to unfriend every hero quote unquote hero on my social media, still slow at work, still canceling. I'm not a hero for doing my job. My son in the Navy is a damn hero and blonde. You look well rested and amazing. Well, uh, hero or not, we certainly appreciate what you're doing um, at the, at the hospital and in the healthcare setting. And uh, of course, to your son for serving the country too. And thank you for keeping us in touch with what's actually going on in the medical yeah, setting. I mean, obviously we have no connection to that. So I appreciate, I appreciate your insights that you've been offering. Eric Burns Marsh says, greetings from yet to be liberated Virginia, where Governor Blackface refuses to socially distance himself from my civil liberties and economic freedoms. Yeah, it's very convenient how this is working out for him. One thing I wasn't even able to share on the show because we've just been talking so many different items to talk about, but I think I referenced it and just in case people haven't seen it. But Ralph Northam demonstrating how to put on a mask and they gave him a black mask. I mean, come on. Who was the handler who made that decision? Yeah, really. Because Holden, when you, the headline is black face mask. Yeah, black face mask. <laughs> Holden uh, Mulray says, hey, guys, I enjoyed the show a lot last week. There was a, a bit, there was a uh, about, or someone called about Bible for beginners. There are sites and apps where you can pick switch translations. Um, King James Version is hard. The English has changed. I recommend... New King James Version. There's a lot of acronyms here. ESV. What's ESV? And, and, and NASB. Start with uh, John and Axe. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think for me, I think that I'm, I'm going to have to... I keep saying I'm going to listen to C.S. Lewis. One of these days, I'm actually going to do it. I think for me, that's what it's going to take. As opposed to just going straight to the biblical text, I need someone to make the connection for me. And that's where someone like C.S. Lewis probably fits in. So I think I'll go with that route. All right, uh, let's get back to calls. We're already a little behind. Um, oh, I had a s Signal, right? We left Signal out right when he was making a point. He disconnected earlier. Signal, are you still there? Oh, okay. Let Signal hang out a second. I know a fat guy's up after that. Hello? Yeah, Signal, it, it, it uh, kicked you out right when you were making a point. So can you return to your story? Yeah, sorry about that. I was trying it on mobile, so. Um, Just yeah. go for it. Uh, anyway, I was uh, talking about uh, my my mayor. Uh, so he was just saying uh, we've been at home for a month and residents are following the rules. So neighborhood parks will be reopened on a limited basis with physical distancing required. How closely mm -hmm. public health orders continue to be followed will determine next steps. Isn't so, that interesting? It's not it's not the state of the virus. It's no, how I mean, well you plebs follow the rules I make. 
Unreal. Well, he's basically just been echoing everything that our governor says, and he's the mm-hmm. biggest douchebag on the planet. So, mm. uh, and also our, our governor has said that he wants to train, I believe a hundred thousand, um, let's see, sorry, 10,000 contact tracers to track who has what? the virus. How could you even do that at that point? They don't even know how many people have antibodies. That's insane. Did you see the, the study at a USC that says like potentially up to half a million people in the LA area or Southern California generally have uh, right. coronavirus antibodies already? So if you have antibodies, then they have no idea when you were infected. So how could they, how could you, can you imagine living in a city and trying to trace everybody you had casual who did, contact with? Who did you hang out with in months? January? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, were you ever on public transit? Yeah. There's no way that, to do uh, this. Well, our governor has his priorities straight because he's also preparing a $125 million, I believe, stimulus package for undocumented immigrants. Thank God. We've got to take care of that. Uh, which we haven't even talked about the immigration moratorium. 60 days. You got 60 days, which I assume uh, thumbs up, but you're still kind of n- not enough, I would I would say. Right. Yeah. Get, let's do I'm 60 really... years and then maybe this will be <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Totally. Um, unfortunately, I do have some uh, downer news for the last part. So okay. at least um, there's been uh, three reports of young people that have taken their own lives. And it's, mm. it's been uh, linked, at least not to use the uh, mainstream media's terminology here, but uh, it's been linked to the uh, feeling of isolation because of coronavirus. And at least one of them, uh, she was 15 years old. She took her own life and her mother was running a catering business. So I think Blonde, you sent me this one. I right? did. She's black, right? And, yeah. and this is just three in what the United States or what's the confines here uh, it, within California in Northern California. So, oh, one so was local Stockton, really. Uh, one was in Oakdale, which is not far from uh, like Oakland, San Francisco area. Hmm. That's so sad. Cause when you're a teenager, especially the stuff that's happening, you have no perspective because you haven't lived for very long. So the stuff that's happening in your life seems so important. Oh yeah. I remember. Um, and social isolation just must be just destroying people that already had social problems or that already had depression or something like that. That is just so sad. Of course, they're going to be, there's going to be stuff like this. And I was thinking the other day, you know, what about all the people that are trying desperately not to relapse on whatever drug or alcohol can't go to their daily meetings anymore? How many of those people have already relapsed, overdosed, died? Hmm. It's just, this is, we're never going to get a real body count on the COVID thing. Oh. No. All right. Well, yeah. well, thanks for filling us in, man. And good luck out there in the uh, in the People's Republic. Hopefully sure. we'll get a turnaround someday. Thanks for doing mm-hmm. what you do, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Okay, I know a fat guy is up next. Mr. Fat Guy, you're good to go. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Fat Guy. Yeah. Uh, do you know that Illinois is the first state ever to ask for a bailout? Well, I noted I saw they were trying to the Democrats were trying to sneak this in or maybe maybe sneak is the wrong word. Get this in as part of the the latest um, the latest bailout package or the latest stimulus package. This idea that that states are going to be bailed out by the federal government under the guise of coronavirus struggles. But really, it's just shitty managed states like Illinois and California trying to get bailed out at all the terrible financial It's all going to be funny money anyway. Who cares? Well, yeah. Illinois asked for $41 billion, $10 billion to get out of their, out of their pension, 15 for their regular <laughs> debt, and, and uh, the rest oh, was to get them over the next couple of years. But, yeah. it brings up a, but it brings up an interesting question, and this is what I want to ask you about. Hmm. 
Do you think mayors or governors might actually hold hostage their economies in order to get concessions from the federal government to bail them out of previous budget issues? I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I I wish I could say that that is beyond the ethical pale, but but it's not. I I think you're spot on. I think that will happen. Yeah, personally, I I think de Blasio will, because I think de Blasio is that kind of... Kind of oh, I could see Garcetti. I could see Newsom. I could see all of these people doing something like that. Yeah. Balkanization. Yeah. This is our this is our chance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this this idea that the, the the South Dakota taxpayer is going to be on the hook to bail out Illinois' terrible decision making that that's a bunch of crap. We should not be doing. Or this. to pay for illegal immigrants' welfare. Right. Yeah. California. That too. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that probably Cuomo's got about three to four weeks before he has a, uh, probably an open revolt on his hands in New York's in New York. Hmm. That's encouraging. Well, I really, can tell that, you, I, I would think New York would be more willing to go along with it because it's it's you know it's worse there. It's bad there. Well, the Blasio canceled everything through June. That includes the gay pride parade, and they mm-hmm. are not happy about it. Really, you can't even social yeah. distance gay pride parade. Those well, queens like, are gonna riot. You're not even in May and you're canceling everything in June. I think a lot of people, I think they're getting ahead of themselves. And not only that, uh, near me, a golf course and a bar are open. A bar. I would, I would go to that bar right now on principle. Well, okay. The, uh, okay. The golf course works for season pass holders. You can call and you can get a tea time groups, Mm. no bigger than four. And the clubhouse is closed. Mm -hmm. The bar works like a speakeasy. Okay. All right. So, they're, so, uh, so they'll give you booze. They just won't like, they won't mix the drinks or anything like that. Or what are you saying? No, uh, uh, well, speak easy from the twenties. If you know someone who's like, knows the person, they'll let you in and you go to the, like the back okay. section where you're away from like the windows. You I can see. sit there and, and they are it's just basically to- an underground bar at that point. Yeah. So that's just going to grow. They tore down all the, uh, uh, caution tape around all the uh, the uh, the playgrounds near me. People are walking into the playgrounds, so it's only a matter of time before everyone gets into a complete uproar. Hmm. Personally, yeah. my hopefulness, and this is kind of like my like my final thing, is that uh, New York is doing an antibody test across the entire state, tens of thousands of people hmm. across the entire state. Personally, I think we're going to see something out of LA where you're going to see maybe 10 to 20% of the population is oh, I bet. art. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it ripped through my community. I wouldn't be surprised in my area, 50 to 60 people had it. Like, so I, I think COVID is probably more over than it's like touted on the media. Yeah. Well, and then we'll move on to the winter scare. You already said you already saw the media hyping the CDC guy this week. CDC man warns winter is going to be even worse than this way. All right. Great. Yeah. Thanks for the fear porn. Yeah. Uh, And I'm personally I'm convinced that the uh, coronavirus was was invented by the frogs as revenge for turning them all gay. Right, that well, Alex th- Jones clip you sent me was so funny. I watched it like. Three oh times. yeah, dude. I I, can't, I don't think I can even play it on the show because I think it would probably get us in trouble with like, uh, calling for death, death threats type stuff. But I, I I don't know if you've seen this fat guy, but Alex Jones had a segment where he was urging Trump to basically uh, take out 
the Chinese people, like Chinese government officials responsible for this, that we should be sending in the army and the Marines to, to go get them Saddam style, basically. No, I didn't see um, that. And I can't do the rant justice. I, it is on faith Goldie's Twitter account from like maybe a week ago, five days ago, if people want to find it, but it's just Alex Jones ranting. Uh, about top tier Alex Jones rant. Kill them, kill them now. Like the way he said, <laughs> I can't, I can't even imitate. But it was so. Oh my god, it's it was hilarious. People should check it out. All right, okay. uh, thank you, man. Uh, Frank Underwood's up next. Frank, you're good to go if you're ready. Ah, hey guys. Well, what's on your mind? I was gonna ask you guys about, and especially Blount. Like, are you guys worried about your states being uh, Californianized? Yeah, all the time. But people in Idaho um, treat people from California like shit. So that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> well, because I read like, uh, like some news stories uh, that uh, Boise, Idaho, Idaho is like the hottest uh, real estate market in the whole of U.S. Mm. Yeah, it's a problem. Hmm. Like there's like a lot of Californians moving in. Yeah, I mean, my plan Locusts, is just you know. to make a bunch of money off of these Californians and then move to Colorado. So that's the plan. Colorado, Colorado is just Montana with illegals and Hillary voters. I'm not super jazzed <laughs> about it, but you know. <laughs> Sorry to our Colorado listeners. Colorado's cool. I don't. <laughs> I, I do hate Denver. It's like the worst city I've ever been to. I've only been to Denver for a couple of weeks once, but I liked it. It was fun. Ugh, the architecture's terrible. It's landlocked. It's ugly. There are bums everywhere. It's like <laughs> Seattle, but shittier. Wow, sub Seattle. Are you nuts? I wouldn't say that. I would rather live in Seattle than. Denver. All right, all right. Well, I guess like the the bigger question is like how how can you stop like the the Californians? Like, I mean, we could kill them all, but <laughs> that's a good solution. That's I'm from California, the... though. So there has to be some kind of litmus test for who we do and do not kill, right? Yeah, the are, are we degree right of now? fascist <laughs> beliefs, I think. <laughs> no, I don't want to kill them. I just want to send them to Madagascar. The gulags. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to send them back to California. I mean, every time I see one of the plates, I wonder. It's like, are, are you one of the people who gave up on that state for the right reasons and you're seeking refuge? Okay, fine. Or are you one of the people who yeah. thinks... Well, it sucks that we did it wrong that time, but we're going to move to a new place and try it again because it'll surely work this time. Yeah, those we have get tons of fans in California. Like, what about people like that that are stuck there for job right. or family or whatever? That's why. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's why I gonna... try not to judge the license plates too harshly. Sorry, go ahead. Of course, they're they're going to be the first one who who moves to your states, but but uh, then uh, like the, the shit people are going to come later. You know, that's how it works. Mm. So. Uh, at least my thought is like the only way to stop this is to implement uh, uh, border, uh, like border control between the states. Well, I mean, then you annoy Matt. Well, I wouldn't say that like voluntary at that point, you're just separate countries. And, and I, I wouldn't say that I oppose that entirely. Like, I, honestly, I think that, that there are certain segments of the United States that are so different now that maybe just voluntary separation would be the ideal solution, really. But um, here's another thing to consider that some people have talked about. 
What about the idea that if you move to another state, you have, say, like a two-year, three-year, four-year... You can't vote in that state, at least for local and state officials, for X amount of time when you go there. I think maybe... Oh, that's that's like that. illegal, that's you mean. Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, like illegals have to wait to vote? Uh, or what do you mean? Like all the Mexicans, they come over the border to Texas, they shit out some kids, you know, and the kids vote. Oh, right, right. You, you, you still have the same problem. Yeah, I don't know that it eliminates the problem outright, but it at least acknowledges that, like, you came to this state for a reason. So, you know, why don't you, uh, I don't know if assimilate is the right word, but why don't you let the, the people of that state make some decisions for a little bit? I don't know that I have a, a problem with that. Like, in the same way, if I move to California tomorrow, my value system is at odds with the majority of California. Should I be able to go there and just start exerting my will upon them i don't know i don't necessarily expect that it's the whole point of having states uh so uh, you know i really don't want people to fuck up idaho but it's definitely gonna happen oh yeah montana too we gotta well, get on, food, on, frank on that high note uh, i guess i'm gonna have to say goodbye goodbye frank all right well thank you man <laughs> bye see ya oh. uh let's see mike maddock is up next I will rip it out of here. my face. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip it out. <laughs> I, I've had those before where you start like pushing on it or yeah. Uh, Mike, you're good to go if you're ready. Yo, what's good with y'all? Oh, I got to turn down your volume. You're loud. Oh, dude. Yeah. All right. Like what's on your mind? I am. So what I want to do, uh, I want to see, um, play a little bit, you know, some thought experiments. You feel me? You know what I mean? Uh, see sure. where y'all stand on some of these issues, right? Um, so bear with me if you will, but you know what I mean? I was, I was wondering, um, so do either one of y'all, um, you know what I mean? Like this whole freedom of association, like freedom of movement and stuff like that. Are any of y'all down with that type of stuff? Like what, 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 what y'all think about that? Y'all, y'all think that that's like an inherent human right that people have freedom of movement? I wouldn't characterize it as freedom of movement. Cause I think property rights are, are, are important. So I don't think well, that freedom ever... of movement and freedom of association are definitely different, different things. Yeah. But yeah. freedom of association, I think, is uh, super important. I'd say everyone really? has that. Yeah, yeah, I, I I would agree. But but freedom freedom of movement, I think, is is secondary to to property rights. So it has to be considered through that lens. through that lens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So how does that um? Because you know, like these uh, big L libertarians and stuff like that, they're actually for uh, for open borders, right? So, yeah. like, how how does the idea of you know, what I mean, um, uh, borders and like strict uh, immigration laws, how does that relate to um, you know somebody's um, freedom to maybe um, outside of uh, you know, I mean, obviously outside of um, somebody's personal property, but just freedom to yeah um, move around. I mean, I've always I've always considered borders to be a logical extension of, of property rights, but people dispute that there are there are the sort of libertarians you're describing where they don't think that borders represent collective property in that way. They think that's that, crazy. I mean, you can't I, have freedom of association, true freedom of association without strict border enforcement, because then you have no control over the people that come into your country. Yeah, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with that. But I don't I don't think that borders and libertarianism are necessarily uh, at odds principles. I, I actually think that they're uh, they're necessary counterparts. That is to say, uh, well, it's, it's the thing about libertarianism or valuing liberty, not even the party, just the concept of valuing liberty 
it only survives in the presence of people who value it. So if you're so libertarian, if you want to put it that way, if you're so libertarian that anyone can come in and do whatever they want, well, then liberty dies. Uh, the second that a hundred people who don't value it anymore come in and exert their authoritarian will. So I guess we don't advocate global freedom of movement. I guess I, I really don't. So only within the, the state, the nation state. Uh, I guess that's a logical extension of what I'm saying. Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, we don't have the freedom to go everywhere we want. I guess I suppose we we do, but there are some countries that like. If I went there and I got murdered, everybody would be like, "Well, yeah." Well, what and I, I don't think any other state, and by state I mean country in this context, I don't think I have a right to go to the UK or to Denmark or what. I'd like to go, sure. And if they want me to go in and spend my money and I visit, sure, that's great. But if the UK or Denmark told me like, "You suck. We don't like you. You can't come in." Okay, well, I think they're within their their. You could phrase it property rights, I suppose, to to say that. Okay. Yeah, uh, they, but then they, who made that decision? It wasn't the populace, it was the government. Well, in theory, the government's supposed to be a representation of the populace, yeah. but which you it's know, not. That's so. in theory. Yeah. Yeah. We all were right, all so outraged when Brittany I'll... Pettibone was banned from the UK. I agree, but uh, there's a difference between saying that's a dumb decision versus they don't have the right to make the decision. True. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So how do how how would y'all say that that might relate to like citizenship and everything like that? Like what 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 does citizenship like mean to y'all? Is it just like a piece of paper? Is it just like is it something that we agree at? Like what does that actually mean to y'all? I think we have different answers to this. You want to go first? Citizenship, I think, means that you are uh, that you are under that you're a member of a certain legal entity. I suppose. I mean, I don't know that I have a clean definition. How unromantic is but, that? But well, what what would be what what would be your definition of, of citizenship? I don't know. I think you have to have um, like a, an intellectual alignment with the value system of the nation, I, and I think that you have to have some sort of genetic heritage associated with the nation. Really? Jeez. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Um, I mean, I think you need but okay. before before I'm going to be like, oh, you're a, a tried and true American. Like your family better have been here for a while. Really? Well, I, yeah. How? Like, uh, I mean, as long as you come here according to the laws of this I'm country. I'm not talking about legally. I'm talking about Blonde's definition of what an American <laughs> is. But so, okay. So you don't agree with the current definition. That's that's the point. No, I think that you you can't just like come here from Mexico, get a citizenship, and then you're like, oh, I'm I'm an American. No, fuck you. Why dude. not? No. Well, what, what if you what if you did so in accordance with the laws of this country, and you are firmly uh in support of of the values that this so you've has. abandoned your heritage virtually sure why can't someone do that i'm more open to that if you've abandoned your heritage but nobody actually does that nobody that's would do that that's what national citizens kind of do yeah i don't i don't i don't know about that nobody who is of a non-white heritage is a is a true american citizen no i'm not saying that american blacks of course Okay, but but how about so somebody and who... multi generational people that are that are immigrants? I'm saying that that this is like kind of a white concept that like you go to another country and you abandon your home heritage. Nobody else thinks like that. Like first generation Chinese are not coming here and they're like, oh, I'm no longer Chinese. My ethnic heritage and origin 
no longer matters because I'm an American. People I think generally don't think like that. I, well, I think there are some uh, people. There's some and there aren't. The Chinatown is a thing. I can't deny that. Well, they don't get rid but, of like all the heritage. You feel me? Like they, they're still going to keep aspects of it. But can you not be American while keeping aspects of, you know, I mean, your culture and your heritage? Technically, of course you can. But okay. no other country thinks like this. No other country. Eh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I don't I don't know that. No, I mean, certainly not to not to stand up for them doing the right thing. But I think certainly Europe, Canada, plenty of Western countries do the same thing that we're doing. Well, we all have which, the same problems, don't we? I agree. But so I wouldn't. I, but I guess what I'm saying is I, I wouldn't set up a system where nobody knew could ever become an American. That doesn't I, seem. I, I'm more aligned with like the Japanese. I wish we could pro- project the Japanese model of citizenship on on America. I like what they have going there. <laughs> You do realize you like can't own property. <laughs> They've got some problems. They also are having serious demographic problems. But as far as Japanese heritage is concerned, I think they have a really good sense um, of what their culture is and what they want it to be and who they'll allow in as a society. And nobody's going around telling each other that they're racist, hmm. uh, we- which I appreciate. <laughs> We're late for a break, but uh, so we'll have to. Uh, interesting conversation. I appreciate it. We'll oh, have yeah, to cut no, it off, definitely, unfortunately. Definitely. But, uh, but before we let you go, I'll throw the question back at you. What, um, what would be your definition of citizenship? How should that be defined? How would you answer your own questions? Oh, um, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, here's, what, here's what the deal was. Um, I'm actually asking a question on behalf of a certain someone who, uh, who um, wanted to do it themselves but could not. So, um, yeah, I, I just kind of did this to prove that you can, in fact, bring up all sorts of things on this show. And, you know, what I mean, you won't immediately get booed up. You feel me? So, oh, uh, yeah, can... no, that's 100% true. Just try not being a douchebag. That would yeah. be the answer to that. Uh, oh, was, to this, that. was this fond boy? Uh, was this some fond boy uh, hey. horse shit? Uh, bro, I'm saying no names. You feel me? <laughs> I'm just. Uh, mm. I appreciate the conversation, though. But let me just say, I was um asked to shout out the Discord, the Colin Show server. We're trying to get more people in there. You know, what I mean, we grow a community. There's a lot of cool conversation to be had in there. So if you're yeah. interested in that, uh, I think Matt got the links um in the descriptions of all of his videos and all that. Type yeah, of stuff. and and so join and, up, bro. And there's the new civility section too. If you want to have some more good-hearted conversation, <laughs> I can't believe we did. Yeah, that exists. <laughs> it right, does right. on the civi- Does it not? I don't know. I don't part. I'm not a big. I'm not a big Discord guy. It's there. It, I'm it told exist. that the. All right. I was told <laughs> right, it was man, a necessity. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll address this if people want to address it. Yeah, like, listen, my leash is long, and there, I don't. I don't police perspectives on this show, as is evidenced by the million different perspectives and difficult topics we've addressed over time. I don't have an obligation to talk to people I don't want to talk to. And if you've been a douchebag repeatedly and called my character into question and insulted me personally and done a whole bunch of other horse shit and act like you're entitled to my platform when you're not, I'm sorry, I don't have to talk to you. It's not an ideological thing. It's just being a dick. That's it. And if you've made fun of my hair or my pregnancy weight gain, banned forever, banned forever <laughs> at least you have real reasons like ideological reasons for banning people i'm do it indiscriminately it's I, I you know if people want to make the accusation that certain topics are off limits well, funny because plenty of people who bring up any difficult topic under the sun they just aren't giant dicks about it weird i mean to be clear like i i would like to live in a country where ideology was all, was all that matters but i think that based on our current immigration situation and people not 
letting go of their other allegiances. Uh, I'm not really sure that that's a possibility. Like, I, I see this failing. I understand what the technical definition of being an American is. And and I also know Americans that are first generation from a variety of countries that truly love America, hate their home country, hate yeah. their home country. And they've done great things. They've started businesses. They've employed people. Also. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think to the extent those people exist, I, I do think we have um, maybe obligations, the wrong word, but I think we have... Uh, um, that we should do that because it's in the interest of the benefit of our country. Yeah, but at what but, cost? For every one person like that, there's like 50 Mexicans that are here to take our resources. Well, and, but a lot. But are you talking about illegals? I mean, obviously, we agree no, that we illegal have, immigration have, should be curtailed. No, our our problem is legal immigration. Way more people come here legally. It's popular. well, and 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 I, but. That's the question. Who are we looking for? Like when I say who I'm looking for, I'm looking for someone who believes in the values of this country, but I'm also looking for somebody who has the resources or the assets to, they've already built something. They want to have it here. They want to employ people. They want to create opportunity. If that That's were the I'm nature of immigration, then I'd be with you. I'd be like, fine, yeah. we can take 20,000 immigrants of high quality from a variety of countries that have the necessary assets to, to do this. But that is not the nature of our of our immigration. System. Certainly not the status quo. Yeah, it's it's far beyond that. So so really, so because of, there's like one immigrant that's the right kind of immigrant that I want, I have to take fifty that are screwing up the country. Why? Well, I don't. I think that's a false choice. I don't think you have to take those fifty. What, who says we have to? So serious vetting on an based on ideology is what you want to do. We can't do that. Well, more than that, it's not just do you believe the right things. I need to I need to see that you have tangible assets that will benefit this country. This is an impossible task. I don't think so. Why is it impossible? How could we do that? We would have to interview people. We'd have to dig through all sorts of social media histories to find out what they really believe. And then we would have to. No, I, th I think that you, you, you have some sort of test. You have some sort of sworn statement. And you show me what it, you have to offer this country. I don't think it's simply a belief system. I want to see something that is of tangible benefit to this country. People will just lie. Well, show me, show me your business. Show me the assets that you have, not just. What about abandoning foreign allegiances? What does that mean? That uh, means that I want you to have only loose connections with your previous heritage, which nobody can do. No one can do that. Well, how do you how do you make that enforceable, or if, how do you evaluate that? Yeah, I mean that's an impossible task, but that's a very important part of immigration. I don't, I, if you can give that a, a tangible ask, I'm willing to consider it. But if it's just like, will you, what do you want them to do? Disavow? What do, start with no dual citizenship. Well, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, th I think that that's uh that that should be, that should be the, the state of things. Yeah. A sworn statement, no federal or state in any way sanctioned events that celebrate any kind of multiculturalism. Uh, no, that's, I mean, that's a free, that's a free speech issue. I mean, what do we, that, that events, funded events. That's better. Funded by whom? I don't know. We have to sponsor things that are like for the, the cultural relevance of other countries. I'm sure we do. I can't think of anything off, off the top of my head. All right. We're, <laughs> let's, we're way behind. I obviously interesting discussion. Laflam over on uh, Streamlabs says, you guys rock. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, we're caught up there. You want to take just a couple super chats quickly and we'll get back into the calls. Sure. Thanks for being patient, guys. Sam Hurt. Um, hey, good people. I soured the finale of last week's call-in show with some flippant atheist babble. 
want you to know that no matter how heathenish my metaphysics, I will boogaloo with you two at the end and perhaps <laughs> beyond. We appreciate that. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, no, I, I, of course, I, I don't take you can be as um, you can be as blunt with your atheism as you want. So you're not going to offend me. All perspectives are welcome here, except those that offend my fragile female ego. Michael Tuttle, <laughs> no note. Nobody says blonde. Everyone makes mistakes and has their own opinions. Talk to him about it privately. We have too much infighting. He was being sarcastic. Was he? If Mr. Obvious was being sarcastic, then I retract. It's possible we called him out wrongly. But I see him so, in the live chat almost every week just well, maybe he's Maybe he's just trolling. I mean, doesn't it seem weird that if it doesn't it seem weird that he would be so morally opposed to what we're saying, but also watch it regularly. That seems you never want hate watch people. Not really. Maybe like one time if there's a reason to, but not regularly. That's true too. There are plenty of people that regularly hate watch us. I see the live chat every week. It's like, fuck you, Matt. Fuck you, blonde. <laughs> but they just keep watching. Yeah. You know, it's an okay show. Steven Suarez. What if the shutdown was happening during the Obama admin? Would citizens say "fuck off" affirmative action prison? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, how pol- I think this I think this thing is is very politicized. So, would you see a flip in? Uh, would you see leftists suddenly arguing for reopening uh, in a reverse situation, or would you see conservatives arguing for? Which I don't know. I don't even like to phrase it that way. Because I, I shouldn't say conservatives are in favor of reopening because that's that's a too too general of a statement. There are plenty of people who are conservatives or libertarians who are totally like pro lockdown uh, far beyond um, where we're at or or even they're they're honestly they're right along where a lot of leftists are. I just don't so understand I don't know. this this world anymore. This life anymore. I just I just don't get it. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, okay, we'll circle back. Okay. Thank you guys. And thanks for your patience. All right. Keep me on the clock here because we're, as always, running out of time. Well, telling me that he was probably joking. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Obvious. <laughs> well, then I guess we, we do owe an apology. You are a victim of Blonde's, uh, of Blonde's reactionary rage. And my eye twitch just went away. Look at that. <laughs> but still, I hope you get the flu. <laughs> Only the flu, though. Not the yeah. Flu. I wish a 0.1% chance upon you, <laughs> not a 0. 0.6. Yeah. Uh, uh, what happened? What happened to the caller? It was um, it was Fezinator here, but it looks like it booted him out. Booted him out, maybe. Uh, Fez, yeah, it looks like it. Fez, if you're listening, I'll try to circle back to you. Okay. Uh, join one of the waiting rooms, and I'll get to you. <laughs> Damien, Damien. I don't know how to pronounce this. Damien, maybe. Damien. Hey, I like the, what's up? I like the Thomas Jefferson picture. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Is it good Damien? Is that is that the name I should go with? Yeah, I just made it up because I don't want mm. people to know my real name. So it's all you chose the most satanic of all the names. <laughs> is it kind of satanic? I guess a little bit. I don't know. It sounded nice to me. I watched The Omen recently. That's all. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, first time caller. So uh, happy to be here. It's, well, uh, thanks for calling in. It's an honor. Uh, for one thing, uh, I had a little news. Uh, a while back, you guys covered this like uh, polyamorous couple where there was oh, like yeah, yeah. F- four guys and one girl and the girl was pregnant. I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, the baby oh, came heard. out. And then like when the baby was five weeks old, one of the non-father husbands yes. uh, abused the child, uh, fracturing its arm, leg, ribs, and skull. Or yeah. 
is accused of doing that. So goes to show a little bit of the risks of uh, polyamory. I Shocking think. that it didn't that it didn't uh, that it didn't work out as as planned. Who could have foreseen that asking three men to care for another man's child? Four men. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of but oh. one of the four was the father. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. then another little uh, thought circling back to coronavirus. Uh, in terms of the bright spots, I think there's a lot of bright spots, and you guys have identified uh, a lot of them over the weeks. But I think another bright spot that maybe you guys haven't mentioned is as uh, some of the economies start opening up in probably more conservative states before the more liberal states, those economies are going to get a head start in terms of getting back to normal. So, hmm. you know, might be a good boost for them. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'll be, I mean, obviously that is what I hope for. Um, my fear is that s- some of these States are going to start opening up and you will see potentially an uptick in infections or cases. That's a total possibility. And then I, uh, my worry is that the, the irrational fear will take over again. That is to say, at least for, for, um, for my worry, infection rate or infection cases is not nearly as important of a metric as obviously deaths. And related to that, whether you're the capacity of your healthcare systems being overrun. Exactly. So let's say, yeah, let's say Georgia opens up and they get like a, an uptick in the rate of infection. Well, suddenly chicken littles come out and they freak out. But, w- but what if Georgia's hospitals don't get overrun? What if Georgia's deaths don't actually increase? Well, then are we going to have to deal with this fight all over again, even based on what is kind of a, it's an important metric, but it's, it's not one that we should be so terrified of compared to the others. Exactly. In, in reality, you don't really want to flatten the curve as much as possible. The optimal thing to do is get the curve right up. So you're bumping up against your healthcare system's capacity. Yeah. Because that way you build herd, herd immunity right. as quickly as possible. Yeah. You're making the point that I'm thinking, which is, all infections are not inherently bad. In fact, many infections are, are, are of net benefit. The more people who have been exposed to this and recovered, that's a, that's a good thing. Because ultimately, we're not going to be able to stop that necessarily. We can, impl- we can implement measures that will delay, potentially, but we can't really stop this thing from spreading our right without, without killing ourselves economically and thus being totally counterproductive. So... Healthy people getting this and building immunity in exactly the way you're describing, that's not bad. That's actually good. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, I guess one, one last question. So I'm going around here in Southern California. Everyone's wearing masks. Hmm. And uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm asking myself, should I wear a mask? And on the one hand, I think it would be like the considerate and kind thing for other people to wear mm-hmm. masks so they don't get my uh, coronavirus on them. Um, but I also kind of want to not wear a mask, you know, sort of like a, you know, fuck you and like, you know, demonstrate my rights. Like, so I'm curious where you guys stand on that. You know, should I wear a mask or should I say, fuck you? I I don't have to wear a mask if I don't want to. Well, the, the point of the masks, as I understand it, is it's, it's basically, you're supposed to wear them when social distancing is not possible. Right. So, Uh, well, yeah. And and are you asked? You're not under you're not under force of law right now, right? Like some places of California, you must wear them, but that's not you. I'm not strictly required to. Like the signs okay. at the at the park do say like you have to wear a mask, but like online it says you don't have to. So it's kind of like ambiguous. They're almost trying to force you to, but I don't think they quite are. Hmm. Uh, 
Well, I think that your judgment of courtesy uh, matters circumstantially too. That is to say, if you're at the grocery store in immediate proximity to a bunch of other people and you want to be courteous, yeah, fine, whatever. But if you're just going to the park, the, the, one of the many secrets about this whole thing is outdoor transmission is almost non-existent. That's not really a thing, outdoor transmission. So if you're just enjoying time in the park, socially distanced in the sun, to me, that is not a, a risk presenting activity, but you'll, you'll have to judge that for yourself. I would say, um, I mean, I would say that if you're in immediate proximity to other people, I get the, I get the F you impulse, but you know, at some point kindness should probably prevail in that. Okay. In, neither of us have worn a mask this entire time. That's true, but <laughs> I've not been asked to. And the other part of this is the property owners too. Like if the grocery store says, please do this. All right. I'm here's the point I'm trying to make people asking me to do something as a gesture of courtesy. I'm much more receptive to than someone saying you will do it by force of law. And the F you impulse on me, the difference of the F you impulse from a, a courteous ask versus a do it or you're going to prison type thing is, is much different. That's, that's the distinction I'm trying to draw. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to advise somebody to not wear a mask, but I will tell you that I am a pregnant hypochondriac and I have not worn a mask once during this entire thing because of the level of absurdity that we've reached. Um, I'm also very confident in my data analysis of the fatality rate. Um, and pregnant women are not a high risk group. So I don't know. You have to do your own risk assessment. Like, I don't think I'm walking around infecting everybody with my asymptomatic COVID or anything like that, but you just have to do your own research and, and make your own determination. We can't tell you what yeah. to do. I mean, I think that's, what's the most, the most important thing to me is, is you making that decision for yourself. Ultimately, um, the decision that you come to is less important to me than the fact that you have the ability to make that choice. 100%. All right. Well, that's about it. I want to say uh, thanks for the, taking my call, guys. It's an honor. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Zethro is up next. Zethro, you're good to go. Oh. Zethro. Testing, testing. One, two. Yeah, three. go for it. You're good. Awesome. Hey, I finally got to talk to you guys. Matt. Well, thanks for calling in. For so long. I watched your earliest videos back when you did those chat roulette thingies. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Omegle videos. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was it. 2015 I, or something, right? Yeah, that was a long time ago. That's actually when I started watching. Uh, oh, man. Well, thanks for sticking of, around that long. Yeah, I've been around for a while. Uh, Blonde, I'm here to make you mad. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I, I do this fun thing with my friend at work where we always take the opposite position on something just so we can improve our argument. And mm. I, I have to ask you, why do you not like circumcision? Oh, man. Um, okay. Uh, I, I really am only going to give you two minutes or we'll talk about this for 40 minutes. Uh, I made a video on Motherland with the director of American Circumcision about this. But one of the reasons is that there is no medical reason to do it. In the 80s, when almost everybody was circumcised, they were saying it was to reduce STD transmission rates and to reduce penile cancer. Penile cancer is a rare cancer found almost exclusively in men over 90. It's like me getting a mastectomy because I'm worried about like late stage breast cancer, and that is way more common. Yeah, um, the other hardening skin, though, what but isn't that a medical reason to help that later? The hardening of the foreskin. Uh, no. If you are circumcised, you have uh, much more scar tissue. You're going to have you're going to have a 
more desensitized penis over the course of your life anyway. I'm not well, really sure know, that that's legitimate. Isn't, isn't there a chance that you could have a medical problem later on in life from not having... Yeah, of course. Not being but we don't do any kind of removal of any body part because there's a chance of any kind of what obscure... What about wisdom teeth? Uh, I mean, if you don't have a problem with your wisdom teeth, you shouldn't have to get them removed anyway. I got mine well, removed because they were actually causing How old were uh, you issues. when you got them removed? Uh, 18, 17, something like that. So you were underage? No, not Missouri. Well, I mean, but the whole idea is that you're, you're okay with wisdom teeth, but there's only a chance that something can happen. Your wisdom teeth aren't removed when you're a baby. Um, so they're really also not a necessary a part. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's not. A, I don't remember getting my wisdom teeth removed either, so that's not really relevant. But they're not a necessary part of your sexual function either. Uh, I don't believe that your you foreskin... I, I don't believe that your foreskin is a vestigial organ. It's not. You need it for a variety of things. Well, like... But there's... If you can't keep it clean, isn't that an argument to say that? I mean, who who can't keep their dick clean? Man on the front lines. Who, who can't keep war? it clean? Or if there's a societal breakdown in any way, natural disaster, water. Are you going to be the blonde fairy that comes in and gives my son clean water <laughs> if there's something that goes wrong? If he joins clean your him? ween, bucko. Well, you're Rule actually not supposed to clean underneath the foreskin. Um, you know, you don't like. You don't clean, you don't jam things under your fingernails. You're not addressing the issue is that are you going to guarantee that my sons, that if they join the front lines of war, like in World War II, this is why one of the reasons why uh, circumcision became so prevalent is because after World War II, men had issues and they came back and said, well, I'm not going to do that for my son because I had these issues during the war, especially in the North, North African campaign. So you're telling me that you're going that you were going to cut off a necessary part of a child's body in the part. event that they have to go through trench warfare? Or is that, or is that really trench warfare? No, you're what what about a societal breakdown? You're a collapsitarian. What do you think if if water can't be provided to people on a clean water can't be provided to people? Right now? Then you'll die of thirst and your foreskin will be the last of your concerns. But you you're if you're drinking the water, then you don't have to use it to clean. Yeah, I, I, these are all like crazy what if hypothetical questions. But that's the whole idea is, is that, well, you can make the same argument about foreskin or foreskins, uh, wisdom teeth, cleft lips. There's a lot of elective procedures that we take. There's a there's cleft a functionality is a, is a defect too. Cleft, cleft lip is a is a defect. I'm saying that you know it's you have defect. to have. It's a, it's a defect. It's a birth defect. Sure, you right. you want to correct the birth defect. Having a foreskin is not a birth defect. So if your daughter was born with an extra finger, would you have it cut off? Of course. And what about if she was a hermaphrodite? Would you have that extra piece cut off and just pick? Of course. You would, We're talking really? about healthy baby boys with no issues here. It's but clearly it's clearly immoral and unnecessary. I mean, but wisdom teeth, uh, these crazy hypotheticals. You won't are... have enough room. But those, those are the arguments, though, is that it's about preventing something bad later. I lost him. What about you? Uh, we'll, we'll have to, in the interest of time, we'll probably have to cut it off. Uh, there, I was just playing devil's advocate blonde. I'm not <laughs> really a mean person. I'm sorry. I made you mad. I'm, I'm, this is oh, what no, we do fine. with my, I'm just saying that. Thanks, sorry. man. Those are all stupid arguments anyway. <laughs>
Sorry. Appreciate it, man. Uh, can I ask what? Can I uh, before we let you go? Can I ask what your actual opinion on circumcision is? Um, I don't want to tell you. Be- All right. Not because I agree with Blonde or not, but because it would kind of spoil the the whole point. Is I really don't want to have an opinion about it. I do okay. have my, my wife is two weeks away from having my third, my second, my third. So she's well. Congratulations! People. But yeah, congratulations. So, don't do it. Even if you did it with the other two, you'll regret it later. Have a good day. Okay. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate the spirit. I was I was kind of chomping at the bit to jump in, but I didn't, except for one part. But uh, wow, what a trip of weird arguments. That's all I can say. Um, I don't know. People, I understand. It's like you, you better amputate his leg because otherwise it'll be blown off in Bastogne. If you don't like, <laughs> I understand why people get so emotional about it. Cause they don't want to feel like there's something wrong with their dick, you know? Mm. No, I get it. I, it's just, I, I, I thought the war argument was really weird, but that's just me. And I, I know it's, it's all made in a devil's advocate. Setting, Am I so. going to be a post-apocalyptic blonde fairy that, that is like the, the dick, <laughs> the foreskin cleaner? <laughs> Imagine being at, at war and the, the mortars are raining down upon you like, well, my dick is clean, so it's not that bad. <laughs> Could be worse, Blamo. You're blown to play. You're blown to bits. <laughs> or you're wandering an oasis. You're like, oh, yeah. the last of my water. Should I drink yeah. it or clean my dick? Clean my dick, yeah. Oh, if only I'd been circumcised. <laughs> That I could drink this confidently. It was, uh, uh, oh my gosh. All right. We have time for just a couple more. Again, thank you guys for your patience. I know we're not the greatest clock managers. So, you know, as always, my enduring apology. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Phil, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Are you circumcised? Uh, (laughs) You can't ask people that. (laughs) Yes, and I'm very angry about it. Mm. Oh, good. Well, yeah, at least in the, when when everyone's dying in a desert, you'll have the last laugh, Phil. Don't worry. You will. Yeah, I doubt I'll have the last laugh. I'll probably be dead <laughs> in the ditch first, anyway. <laughs> uh, I think it was Sunday night. I had referenced um, the founding fathers' intentions for the United States. Uh, oh yeah, were we talking we, about? Uh, was it you who's talking about the application of the Bill of Rights to the states, or was that someone else? That was something different. I think I, oh, was, okay. I was referring more to the racial component in uh, America. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't actually a hundred percent sure what your view on that was. I know you're more of a. You want a values-based society. I'm a values um, cock. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I did do a little bit of digging around um, some quotes from some of the early founding fathers. Yeah, sure. I'd um, like to hear them. I've got one from uh, John Jay. He would have been one of the Federalists, but he talked about well, one of his quotes. He was talking about how great America was with like the geography and like the different stuff we had. And then towards the end of that quote, he said, with equal pleasure, I have as often taken notice that Providence has been pleased to give us this one connected country to one united people, a people descended from the same ancestors, speaking the same language, professing the same religion, attached to the same principles of government, very yeah. similar in their manners and customs, and by who their joint councils, arms, and efforts, uh, fighting side by side throughout a long and bloody war, have nobly established a great, or established general liberty and independence. And yeah, that's a, pre- that's a pretty that's tough... a hot take. That's a pretty tough uh, quote to 
dispute. I wonder to what degree were his views. Oh, oh okay. we lost him. Bill, uh, maybe he's on mobile. And I don't know much about the history of this, um, but to what degree were his views shared? To what degree were those views discussed at, say, the Constitutional Convention? Uh, to what degree did did Jefferson share those views in drafting the Declaration of Independence? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I'm open to hearing people who are reading up on the issue. Give me the case. And Phil, um, if you're able to come back, I'll, I'll give you a last word uh, before we get out of here. Marie, we'll probably have to give Marie last call. Well, no, Marie's, Marie's gone. So let's see. Who can we get? Because um, we're right up against the clock, guys. Appreciate you guys, uh, your patience. Raging Asian. Raging Asian. Raging Asian. You're good to go if you're ready. Do, 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 do. You guys okay, see let's, this? Oh, no. It's let's try uh, Gay Dad's Bear. You there? Oh. Wow, you must have skipped a bunch of people. Uh, did, no. It's, it, oh. They might... Uh, I, you're right up next for me. I had to skip Rage, Raging Asian here because uh, Mike's, not, Mike's not working for whatever reason. But sometimes you guys hit the server. The hey, way you, you show up... The way you show up for me is different than the way you see the list. Because hey. everyone's hitting it at the same time, you know? Hey, Matt, yeah. can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's. Oh. So, Gay Dad, do you want to hang out for just a second? We'll let both of you guys will probably have to be pretty quick just because we're up against the clock. But Rage and Asian, if you want to go first, go for it. Okay. Never mind. Gay Dad's Bear, you go for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Do you, you might want to. Do you have your stream running? Maybe that's causing confusion. I can't. Uh, I'm raging Asian. We're having some kind of communication trouble. So, Gay Dad's Bear, you go for it. He doesn't sound that angry. Um, I just wanted to talk collected. about, I guess, um, nobody following the order where I live. I, I, you know, any of the rules. I went to the range three days in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I have never seen so many people at a shooting range before. So is this like a, a business range, uh, or is this just uh, like public land? Pub- um, I don't know. It's like a park, but it's outdoor, and it's not manned. Okay. All right. So yeah, like we have some of those around here that are just on national forest land and you can go to what, what state is this in? If you're comfortable sharing Missouri, Missouri. Okay. Oh, it, very good. Hmm. Are you in rural Missouri? Uh, I'm in, well, the shooting range is Silex. Where's that? I don't what? know if you know where that is. It's like an hour and a half, two hours North is St. Louis. Oh, okay. I'm from West County. So, Hmm. Okay, so nobody's following, so they're all going to the shooting range. What else is going on? Oh, hey, you know what? I actually found you guys through Blonde looking something up from St. Louis. I think it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> Maybe you saw the hit piece from What's-His-Face at the Riverfront Front Times. Times. <laughs> really? Oh, Maybe. yeah. That yeah. guy eviscerated actually, me and then doxed my whole And not only like that, <laughs> I, I also used to watch another YouTube podcast. It was called Matt and Blonde. Huh? And yes, there's another show. With the it's same called dance. Matt and Blonde. Are you what? No, it's called no. Matt and Rebecca. Oh, really? <laughs> that was the thing. There is a Matt and Rebecca YouTube channel. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Not to be confused with, I guess. That's not, not us. I think they're married. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, anything else going on in Missouri? Um. Well, the. Uh... I keep hearing all the stuff about, oh, the, the grocery store, Schnooks won't allow anyone to go inside unless they wear a mask. Schnucks. Oh, this is yeah. so nostalgic. So, 
So I I go out of my way to have lunch there and you know disobey all the rules and no one says anything to me. It's very upsetting. Interesting. So you want That's them good. to bust you, basically? Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I want I could see someone that. to say something. You no know, one ever does. Do you guys still have Deerbergs? Yes, they still exist. Uh, Schnooks just bought out Shop and Save though and closed all of their stores. Really? No. Yep. All right. Well, we got to let you go, but thank you for all the right, Missouri yeah. update. Appreciate it. See ya. <laughs> Uh, Raging Asian, if you're able to chime in, go for it. Otherwise, we'll give Phil. Uh, we'll see if Phil's able to chime in and complete his thoughts. Phil, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'll, I'll let you um, complete your thoughts before uh, we let you go. Yeah, sorry, kicked um, out. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm on mobile, so it's all all messed up. Um, I guess my my, I can appreciate your your perspective. I'm just trying to, I guess, bring out what the founders were saying. Um, <laughs> I guess one thing we have we've have gotten away from pretty much everything they said at this point too though so and we're not going back to 1789 or whenever uh, but the idea that they had some idea to build a, a multiracial society or utopia or whatever I, I don't think that's I just don't agree I guess I don't agree with that it's not well I don't I don't think that they I'm not arguing that they had the goal to build a multiracial society for the sake of being multiracial i think that that the founding documents to me communicate a, a message of a value system over a racial identity but um i'm open to hearing the the textual basis otherwise if sure. the founder saw that we had sold out our interests to china imported millions of people with different value systems from other countries they would shit their pants they'd be like we told you what to do like I'm not saying that our that our nation needs to be homogeneously white or anything like that, um, but this is clearly not what they had in mind, yeah, which is why but, it took so long for immigration to, uh, especially from outside of Europe, uh, to really get the ball rolling. I mean, it wasn't until 1965 that we like truly screwed up the country. Any any final thoughts, Phil? Before we let you go, I guess one last thing: uh, if you ever look at what Ben Franklin said about the Germans. Um, <laughs> What's it, uh, it was? What ethnicity was Ben Franklin? I don't know. He was English, okay. uh, and he was concerned that the large I guess they number all were. of German. I known that, yeah, yeah. He was he was concerned that the large number of German uh, immigrants to Pennsylvania would flip the 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 excuse me colony from an English one to a German one. Mm -hmm. And while that didn't happen, there are actually four times as many German speakers in Pennsylvania now as there was at the time of the Revolution. That's true. And like, if you would have just talked to them about, about bringing Italians in at that time, they would have been like, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Yep. Hey, thanks. Have a good night. You as well. Uh, Raging Asian, I'll let you chime in if you're able to get that mic going, but otherwise we'll have to yeah, call. Are you able to hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. If you want to go for it. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to talk to you. I was the one who sent the super chats about the show designated survivor uh, on Sunday. Okay. And sure. it's a really good show. Um, you guys should watch it on Netflix. Uh, the first season was great, I thought. Um, what's the topic? To Remind out. me. What's the what's the it's, general idea? So the first episode begins with um, the Soviet Union address, and the Capitol building blows up, um, leaving mm. leaving uh, I forget his name, but the main character gets to take over as president. He was the uh, secretary of uh, housing and urban development. So mm -hmm. now he's the president. And it's a big conspiracy, and I won't reveal it, but that's the entirety of season one. I did want to bring up season two, episode three. 
the episode is focused around an outbreak in Alabama. And it's, I thought it was very similar to what we are experiencing right now with COVID. So okay. I thought that was really how much, how much of a time suck is this? Like how many episodes and how long are they? I think you could probably watch the episode uh, by itself and you wouldn't miss out because I thought it was very relevant to the situation that we are in right now. Okay. Um, so that is season two, episode three, the title's Outbreak. Um, right. And the funny uh, what, thing what is, is this show this called again? Designated Survivor on Netflix. You can find it on Netflix. Um, and the funny thing about this episode is that it was released on October 11th, 2017. So three years ago, and it kind of predicted the thing that we're experiencing right now. Hmm. All right. So well, thanks the, for the recommendation, man. Yeah. Right, Have a good night. We appreciate it. Yeah. Have you ever All had right. White Castle? Um, I don't know. Maybe, but if I have, it's no more than a handful of times, if ever. Uh, Thanks for the calls tonight, guys. Uh, Appreciate it. And and, uh, again, uh, appreciate everyone's patience. I know we're not able to get to everybody. We're doing the the best we can, but then someone wanted to talk about um, circumcision. You know how it goes. So thanks for being patient with us. And remember, if you're having trouble getting into the live show uh, or you want to participate but you can't do it live, send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line. We'll respond in the last half hour of the show, which we'll do right now. David says, what do you recommend in order to prevent something like this from happening in the future? I can only imagine if a leftist president was in office and declared climate change a national emergency. The only thing I can think of is to arm ourselves and be vigilant. That's probably the right answer. But that's why I, throughout this my my quest <laughs> has been um, one to push back against infringements on liberty, obviously, because we have to do that. But two, I I, I just want to get some clear rules. I, I really hate that that governments from local to the state level to even arguably the federal level in some respects are just freestyling and they're just throwing darts at the dartboard and seeing what they can do. So I would it's I like- would like to get a, a firmer answer from the Supreme Court on like. Here's how infectious diseases work, all right? And the, they'd probably defer back to their, you know, compelling state interest through a narrowly tailored, uh, through a narrowly tailored means uh, right. type framework. I just want an answer from the Supreme Court specifically on what you can and can't do in pandemics and, and what your relationship, what the relationship of your constitutional rights to yeah. pandemic danger is. There's no coherency with um, the executive power during emergency situations. I don't think anybody really knows how much power Trump can wield if if a federal emergency is declared. Yeah, and and I want I, I don't even really at, know. What, what is this? <laughs> I don't know what the court has said too on what what does that mean? Because if it's just I declare an emergency, that's not what is an emergency. Tell me what that is. What does that mean in measurable metrics? And then state emergencies, like I'm pretty, I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure they declared an emergency during the forest fires. That's often the case, yeah. But but I don't. Usually, my understanding is that's just a a, me, a mechanism to get federal support. Federal, or federal, federal support, money. right? Yeah. But in terms of like forcing people to quarantine or to leave their homes, or like I, I don't really know. That's Outside true. of like a hurricane situation, I'm not really sure. Because I remember. I guess uh, I hadn't w- thought of that. My family was forced out of our home for a forest fire once when I was like ten. Well, I I remember when there was a hurricane in Florida a few years ago that a lot of people were staying put. I think the rule for the forest fire was like you, I think you could stay home, but if you left, you can't go back. Like, even if you just wanted to go to the grocery store, you can't go back. So effectively Mm. you have to leave. 
I think that's how it works, but I can't remember. Well, we're going to have to, this uh, caller is right. We're going to have to figure this out in the event that we have some democratic president in the future. That's like, Ooh, the climate change and blah, blah. You already see all the comparisons between this and climate change. Yeah. Yeah. Including me being called a denier. <laughs> uh, Matt says governor of New Jersey said they will not reopen the economy until they have zero new cases. Is that for real? I haven't heard that, but I'll take his word for it. I don't Is know. Is it safe to say we're in this until our overlords get us that vaccine? I'm not taking any fucking vaccine. And we don't even know that's a guarantee. It's not guaranteed that there's going to be a vaccine. Right. It could mutate. Make that assumption. And then but it would just be like, like multiple strains of the flu. Uh, I'm not really sure that a vaccine would work. And, and I don't. And speaking. And that relates to our prior question, too. Is that. Is that circumstance, the expectation that you reach zero new cases, that is sufficient for a governor to effectively suspend your constitutional rights? Yeah. That seems plainly insane to me. There's there's never a day where you don't risk zero cases of anything, whether it's the flu or AIDS or whatever. Like there's, It's my understanding that being in a state of emergency uh, doesn't allow the federal government to suspend any of your constitutional rights. It doesn't, the constitution doesn't it's, stipulate that they can be suspended in, in any X, Y, or Z event. Yeah. I mean, I, I had an email that said, uh, well, the, the, fa- the constitutional framers could not have foreseen this sort of thing. Infectious disease existed. Yeah. There's not, that's not new to our age. You know, the founding of the country did post date the black death and a variety of other world events yeah. where millions and millions of people died of infectious so disease. The idea that infectious disease automatically suspends your natural rights. I just, that's retarded. Uh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. that. Uh, but if that is in fact the expectation of the governor, I think he's going to have uh, a lot of legal challenge that, that should sort that question out. Yeah. And whatever Jen- happened to flattening the curve, which is what we were supposed to be doing so that our hospital hospital systems weren't overwhelmed. It wasn't like we're going to continue doing this until there are zero cases. That's never what we fucking signed up for. Um, we were supposed to flatten the curve and then go back to normal. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Sorry. Uh, Jen said, Ooh, she's, she's taking shots. Is blonde actively trying to sink your YouTube channel, targeted harassment, racist dog, Dog gestures? You mean dog whistles? No, Caesar the other day was laying on his back and he was like... Oh, oh, oh. actual dog gestures. Yeah. No disavowing racist comments. Perhaps also, would she target someone on Instagram for presenting a conscientious observer's time in alternative service, avoiding the draft or war in Asia to work in Italy and Germany with refugees as evidence of being a great guy, not someone who took the safer way out of the war than forced to choose. I'm not sure what the context is. What's the, I don't know what war to what war they're referring, but I think that being a conscientious, conscientious objector to a clearly unjust war is a legitimate moral. You can make a legitimate moral case doing that's another another interesting question does the government have the right to compel you into fighting a war on its behalf is the draft i I don't think so one constitutional two moral uh no i would say i would would lean against such things i would lean Um, against it and i don't trust the federal government's um decision making process based on our involvement in pointless foreign wars with which we have no Certain, real interest. Yeah, I mean, we don't live in the age of the draft anymore. And I think that's a good thing, but there's no reason that it couldn't come back if, if, uh, if the government deemed it necessary. And to your point, I, I don't trust them to put those lives on the line only when absolutely necessary in the defense of this country. I think there are too many interests 
at play that would be willing to gamble those lives for their own benefit as opposed to for the absolutely necessary defense of all of us. Right. And no no Western country is in any kind of position where we can lose the small minority of existing masculine men. Like we will just be so <laughs> screwed. Is it, hasn't yeah. this like shocked you with the number of men that you perceived as masculine just pussing out? Uh, sh- yeah, yes. I just, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I now I let's don't send wanna... them all to war so they can go die in the Middle East. <laughs> now let's, later. let's call them out, uh, Emma Waters style and make sure they're harassed. No, I'm not looking to pick a fight with anybody, but yeah, I have noticed a fair amount of men who are, there's, like I said, there's nothing wrong with being risk averse. You're entitled to that. Uh, I can't blame you if you think it's too risky to engage in any behavior X, Y, or Z. Right. But I do think that when you're so risk averse that you say, you are also not, you, you also can't take that risk. I'm telling you what to do. You can't do that because it's too risky. They think it's too risky to them or to me, but my favorite meme that's going around right now, it's, it's such a basic like dad meme, old meme, but it's, it's relevant as states start to reopen because all the Karens and Susans are in the comments saying, how could you do this? It's way too risky. And it's just Morpheus, the classic Morpheus meme from the matrix and saying like, what if I told you that just because everything reopens, or even when everything reopens, you can still stay in your home. Yeah. Yes, you can do that. It's, staying home's not banned. I just, I don't understand why people think their assessment of risk entitles them to control other people. It doesn't. Your, your assessment of risk entitles you to avoid the risk. That's what it entitles you to. What's the male equivalent of a Karen, Susan? We got some of <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, uh, how about was it? What was Carol Baskin's husband's name? Howard or something like that? Howard. We'll go I don't with know. Ha- that guy we'll was a, Howard. You see those pictures of him being led on a leash. I want to be her. fair to the Howards out there. What was her? I want to be sure his name was Howard. I don't want to p- uh, piss off all the Howards. Yeah, it was Howard Baskin. And Jared. <laughs> and the Jareds. Oh, poor Jareds. We shouldn't let them be ruined by Jared Holt. Anyway, let's keep going. Well, what about that pedophile, too? The this big Jared, Jared from Subway? Yeah. Yeah. What an awful it. name. Jared Holt and Jared from Subway. That's enough to just, like, <laughs> destroy a name in perpetuity. Um, this is from Sam. Uh, how do you see this having implications for China in the future? We're off to a good start with Trump defunding World Health Organization for being owned by the Communist Party, but the infiltration is real and it's prescient. I know people think that I say that wrong, but I don't. Even in industries as innocuous as online gaming, China influencing Blizzard. I don't know mm. what that is. Um, uh, Blizzard is a video game developer, and China controls a lot of, or has a lot of influence on that sort of thing. We've also seen China's influence on the NBA. Mm-hmm. Remember and uh, Hollywood? Yeah, and, and Hollywood. Um, I think from a pol- like an American political perspective, the political opinion of your average American voter, uh, China everybody hates China right now. And there's going to be a lot of resistance to that, but the business interests that you're describing blizzard, the NBA, others, those are ties that are not going to be severed very easily. Those things, I I, I'm sure they weather this storm, if not many more storms to come. Well, what about just, just buying the goods? I mean, yeah, we're kind of going to be stuck in this vicious cycle where everybody has a reduced net worth and we still have to buy certain things. We still have to consume and buying things that are only made in America is markedly more expensive. What if what if this was all of we talk about whether the thing was a plot or whether it was a bioweapon? 
I don't think they planned all this out, but to the points you're making, wow, did that work out well if that's the way it develops? You send a disease, everybody freaks out, they tank their markets, they inflate their currency, and suddenly they're all the more dependent on the cheap Chinese shit. Well, I know, I mean, (laughs) but it's not just cheap stuff. I'm buying baby stuff right now, and all the best rated stuff is still made in China. (sighs) Man, there are certain... Uh, yeah, certain segments of products that are almost exclusively made in China. Like they're just not made in the United States anymore. One of the reasons we've had so much trouble with masks, for example, as I understand, I they mean, are all made in Wuhan. Yeah, a, a, a huge. <laughs> they're not. They're just not manufactured in the United States anymore. And ventilators. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I watched this documentary last night. We have some time, so I'm going to tell the story. And don't play all that right. sounder. Okay. I watched a documentary called American Factory last night on Netflix. It's excellent. Uh, but if you already hate the Chinese, don't watch it because it, it fills you with rage. But because they don't care about human rights violations, they don't care about uh, worker quality of life, they don't care about injury, they don't care about any of, their sh- any of their shit, they undeniably have much more efficient factories. So this Chinese guy <laughs> opens this factory in um, Dayton, Ohio, and of course, everybody's complaining about the working conditions. They're trying to unionize and stuff like that. And they have no recourse because they clearly cannot compete with any Chinese factory. And that's what we're dealing with here. So the only way that we can get out of this is this collectively as a society, we just decide that we're going to spend more money and stop buying Chinese shit. Yeah. Which yeah. is going to be impossible. I mean, poor people are poor. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would hope that that consumer choice and consumer activism happens but yeah d- desperate times you don't have such luxury for sure um, is that the documentary by the obamas that's what my husband told me and i was shocked because um it was just filled with so much raw anti-chinese sentiment hmm. which i really appreciated chrism says do you think it might be fair to say that healthcare professionals are not all heroes anymore now than or not at all heroes anymore now than before the pandemic the they risk their or the risk at their jobs has not really changed it's just a spike this year which is a factor of their employment it would be like saying a cop is more of a hero because he got transferred somewhere with a higher rate of violence and shootings um i'm not sure i follow completely that is to say like are they any more heroic today than they were before well i mean certainly when you have um a highly infectious highly infectious disease spreading across the country is not status quo. It is something that's new, regardless of or not new, but atypical, unusual, not, not the norm. So is it, um, I, I would say that the risk to them is higher now than it typically is. I think that's a fair assessment. Does that, is it risk that makes one a hero? I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's an assumed risk. I mean, this was uh, we actually talked about this when I sent you that video of that nurse that was like, and then I walked into the ER and there was a dead body. And I was like, bitch, if you were a nurse at an ER and you're freaking out about seeing a dead body, like wrong profession. Yeah. So there is some element of like, yeah, you choose a job based on the risk assessment that you can tolerate. Um, and this would I would I would put this in the same category as like you live somewhere and there's some kind of like uh, in New York and there's September 11th or you live somewhere, there's a massive earthquake. Like you have to think that if you're going to be in an emergency position, that you're going to deal with widespread emergencies. Like it would have occurred to me if I had chosen that as a job. That being yeah. said, it sucks for them. It, that's a, that sucks. Does it make them more heroic? I don't know. I guess it depends on how they're reacting to it. 
but I'm not just going to like lick every doctor's butthole right now because <laughs> I'm sick yeah, of I mean, doctor I, I, I care less about the terms used or not, you know, job well done. If you're one of the people who is, um, well, job well done. Generally, I appreciate people who are taking care of others. Of course, if you're in a particularly, um, if you're in a particularly rough spot where the hospital swamped with a whole bunch of coronavirus patients, yeah, I appreciate the work that you're doing. The other side of this too is like, I mean, we're as much as we're we're seeing healthcare heroes rise in certain segments of this country where this the situation demands it, we're seeing potential healthcare heroes furloughed. We're seeing potential healthcare heroes laid off. Yeah. Because of the circumstances that we've created. And that's I guess that's the point of the question. Is the person who's laid off here in Bozeman, Montana or in Idaho less of a hero than the nurse who's in New York simply because of the circumstances they're operating within? I guess the answer is we don't know. We don't know what the nurse in Bozeman, Montana would do if presented with the same yeah. circumstance. And you have to yeah. think like every demographic of people, there are doctors that are huge pieces of shit and there are nurses <laughs> that are also huge pieces of shit. Like yeah. as a society, we have to stop thinking that doctors are some kind of gods. We all know that podcast hosts are the real heroes. I know. Let's get it We're every, the real heroes. Every in single our homes. one of us. Yeah. <laughs> every, the most essential of jobs. The risk-taking factor. God, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. If the government had <sighs> shut down this stream as not essential, the rage, I would. Oh, mm, man. I know. This is sleuthing sloth. I saw a tweet from a woman the other day saying she was the happiest she had ever been by fulfilling domestic duties. And Wait, how, how do we kids. skip like five? What? what? I did chrism last. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Sorry, I thought for some reason you did MC. Okay. Um, Abel says, have you repeatedly pointed out, you repeatedly pointed out the hard R in the N-word. Do you actually mm -hmm. think anyone who is looking to make N-word an issue is making a distinction? Um, I think it's just kind of a fun, It's we say that mostly in jest. Do I, do I think that there's a moral difference between saying a word a certain way or not? I don't. I don't. But the reality is our society treats them different. Uh, and I, it's just kind of different. Poke, poke, why? Like, is is saying one immoral and the other's not? I mean, I think it's different to like say it in jest, be like, what? Or like calling somebody <laughs> the n word. You know, I think that that yeah, that's but that, but that's the context in which the word is used, as opposed to just the word itself. Mm, I mean, I personally don't care what anybody says to or about anybody. In any way, I just yeah. I just don't really care. So no, I think we're only making the distinction because one we could play off like we're funny, and the other is a real career ruiner for us. Yeah, it's just I think it's mostly in jet. I don't think that there's a major philosophical uh, difference. I think this is probably in reference to like us talking about Kyle Larson on Sunday, maybe. Poor guy. And like the, the reality of that too, just socially, the way we we treat these different these things differently socially. You just don't often hear a guy rolling into a social setting and saying, hey, N-word, like, that's kind of why, th that's just not common. That hard R drop like that is just not common. I think that's why you, you make the point. But I don't think that he's more, I don't think he's immoral for doing that. I think it's a word, and we all choose to freak out at a word or not. Um, <laughs> Will says, what do you think of traditional rites of passage as in a juvenile having to accomplish something in order to be considered an adult? And do you think that our society would benefit from bringing them back? I guess I'd probably take that on a case by case basis. I'd have to know like w what's the specific rite of passage. Walk about they... motherfucker. What's that? Joking. I don't even know what that is. It's an Aboriginal rite of passage. Uh, I don't know. Like? I think, I think some of it's 
good. Although I can't really think of like an American rite of passage. They could, I, I think like anything, they could be they could be good or they could be silly. Um, I'd have to maybe know some specific. Yeah, maybe. Which I, ugh, this is going to be unpopular, but I'm not super sure that I agree with that. Like taking children to hunt. I think it, it's often very psychologically damaging. Hmm. I, um, well, I, I didn't come from a hunting family, but there is part of me that is sort of, I, I, I would say the downside of that, just overall, we as a society have a disconnect from our food. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I see your point about like traumatizing children or something. I think the other side of that is we should know where our food comes from and what yeah. the process of how the sausage is made, to be honest. Um, and we don't. And, and I think that there is probably some benefit lost in that. I don't know that hunting is a specific rite of passage. I've never hunted a damn thing in my life. Um, does that make me not a man? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I ran over a possum one time though, and I didn't try that hard not to kill it. And I still feel <laughs> really bad about it. I, yeah. Will, if you want to give us some specific examples, maybe I'd, I'd, uh, I could opine on them. Uh, just as a general, I can't really say good or bad. I'd, I'd need to know something more specific. Yeah. MC, nowadays with more data coming in daily, I simply can't stand behind nurses, medical personnel that are protesting these people. Mm. Sure, you don't want to see more people dying, but what happened to assumption of personal risk? This is why I thought you had just read this one. Um, what they do with their life is their own choice. Your job nursing is simply to take care of something to, to the best of your, of, to take care of them to the best of your ability. You have minimal authority outside a hospital or clinical setting, mind your own business. In yeah. addition, if they're so worried about risk, why the hell did they go out and face protesters who may or may not be sick or transmitting this disease with minimal PPE? Because they're fake, made that they're fake nurses. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why. Yeah. Uh, but this is, I saw uh, Tim Poole and Dave Rubin tweeting about this uh, the other day. This, you're exactly right. That is to say, your judgment of the behavior that, that made the person ill in front of you is actually not uh, relevant to the, to the healthcare profession. If you as a doctor are going to say like, uh, well, this guy is a fat fuck because he ate chips all day and he smoked a bunch, so I'm not going to treat him because he's an idiot who was reckless. Mm. Well, then you're, I mean, I'm, Hippocratic oath, I guess, is do no harm. But even still, the, the fundamental idea is that you're supposed to treat that patient to the best of your ability, exactly as described, not judge them for the behavior or the circumstances that led to the condition that you're supposed to be treating. So it is funny that all of a sudden we're going to, if you have coronavirus, we're supposed to make some moral judgment. Did you... Did you deserve this coronavirus infection? Well, if you have diabetes, did you deserve that diabetes? I don't know. I, I don't know if I really want to get you on uh, on some kind of treatment for the for your diabetes because I think that you ate way too many candy bars and drank way too many Mountain Dews, so you yeah. kind of deserve it. You see that meme going around where they say it's um it's a waiver that all the coronavirus. Uh, the little lockdown protesters are supposed to sign. I hereby waive my right to treatment in a hospital because I protested coronavirus. Yeah, great. That, that's the point Tim was making. Yeah, great. Now do it for fat people. Do it for alcoholics. Do it for well, smokers. Well, yeah, and like all of these people are going to give it. They suddenly give a shit about the Hippocratic Oath. Let's do like a, a hospital-wide, in the entire country, hospital-wide survey on who thinks that gender reassignment surgery should be done on, on juveniles. And then yeah. let's talk about the fucking Hippocratic oath. You hacks. <laughs> Sleuthing sloth. Last one. I saw, uh, I saw a tweet from a woman the other day who, 
uh, from the, a woman the other day saying that she was the happiest she had ever been by fulfilling domestic duties and sent, uh, spending time with her kids. Plus, she said she didn't want to return to work after the lockdown. Do you think this Wu flu will make women realize that being at home is better than a full-time city job? Hmm. I mean, I hope so. Um, being a stay-at-home mom, it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy work, you know. It's thankless. You don't make a lot of money. You, you don't make any money. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think that you really do work. Like I was talking to my friend the other day and she was like, she has three little kids or two little kids and she's pregnant. And she said that people keep asking her if she works outside of the home. And it's really pissing her off because she's like, at what point? Well, if it's not work, then why is childcare a thing? Like why is Exactly. That- yeah. yeah. If you can pay somebody else to do it, then it's clearly work. Um, so, you know, it's not like there are no downsides to doing it. But I think that when women realize when they're taking care of their own kids and everything, and they realize that like their marketing job or whatever the fuck doesn't matter. And no matter how many accolades you're getting at your job, it's virtually pointless. Like if you're not like an engineer or a heart surgeon, quit your job. It it doesn't matter. Hmm. Um, Talk about non-essential. Then maybe it'll help them reevaluate. Yeah, we'll see. All right. uh, We got to catch up on the chat before we get out of here. Uh, I'll see what we got over on um, super or on uh, Streamlabs quickly. Did Harvard give back the money? Did they? They uh, said they weren't going to. Saying. Wow. Uh, Ol ninety six or says Matt, a contemporary author that would appeal to you is David Limbaugh. Is he? Um, I forget. Is that Rush's brother or is there a relationship to Rush? I don't know, know, but Rush has been great on the coronavirus stuff. Yeah, I I tune in when I'm driving around midday frequently, and um and yeah, I agree. He has uh, several great books about the validity of Christianity, but I thought Jesus on trial, a lawyer affirms the truth of the gospel was really good. Okay. Well, if, um, if he, I'll look him up. Is he actually related? Is he Rush's brother? Isn't there a Rush brother? Um, over time, I can't believe it. Cause when I was a young, you know, when I was a young, hip, cool, progressive, I, I didn't hate anybody uh, as, or few people I hated as much as Rush Limbaugh. And now I turn him on, on the radio. I'm like, yeah, this guy, is pretty much right about everything when I listen these days. He is uh Rush's brother, by the way. So oh, cool. Yeah. Do we have a Peter and, and Christopher Hitchens situation where they hate each other's guts? I don't know. I have no idea, but uh, I'll consider it. Thank you. Peter Hitchens likewise has been fantastic on the coronavirus. It made me think that we kind of idolized the wrong Hitchens. Hmm. What's his general? I don't know Peter's perspective on much of it. Oh, he's so brilliant. At least Christopher Hitchens, a uh, brilliant brother, but he um, pretty early on started being like, this doesn't seem worth it. Hmm. Uh, I'll send you some of his videos. Just fantastic commentary on COVID. Hmm. Um, are you good? Yeah. Uh, Shauna says, knowingly infecting someone with AIDS shouldn't be a crime, but stepping out of your home with a hazmat suit on should definitely be charged with death penalty America circa 2020. And, that, and I know you're kind of joking, and, but that's the key, too, because people love to bring this up, uh, seriously speaking, knowingly. I get it. If you're diagnosed with coronavirus, fine. Like I'm Quarantine, what a, the, you've been demonstrated to have a, a, a something that is a risk to others. If you're just a guy who has no knowledge of coronavirus infection, there's no proof of coronavirus infection. That to me doesn't make any sense. Cause if you can label that guy an inherent risk, everyone's an inherent risk all the time. Yeah. Bunula TV says, check out Bunula TV for the after show. What kind of 
after show on <laughs> TV. Um, Thank you. Lightning Blue Meanie, funny slur of the week. Antique farm equipment. Is this like last ooh, week? Ooh, ooh. I don't get it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a lot of hate in that hard. I Did I just say it's really terrible? Someone would have. Is so it worse much, than me like, accidentally praising Swatsky's last week with whatever? Well, uh, Let's just say the famous old lyrics that were recently uh, controversial. Someone had to pick the cotton. And then <laughs> that's the reference. Oh, that's the reference. Yeah. Wow, I'm really dumb. I feel Disavow. like I should have gotten that. Disavow. My apologies. Elephant Man, New York unemployment is a mess. I might get a check in three weeks and I'm lucky because I prepared, but I feel bad for those less fortunate. Yep. Mm. Uh, Abed, Thanks for the show. Second episode in a row, Blonde has mentioned Skeksis. Have you seen the new Black Crystal show? Dark Crystal? on netflix i thought it was really great miss practical effects um yes it was fantastic and i was really worried they were going to screw it up and it was really really good so mm. thanks Ovid. hope you're doing well man eric burns march i have cake to go with nancy's ice cream marina <laughs> um i kind of want to go back and look at exactly what ice cream it was and buy it see if it's all i got up my to fridge be. stocked by yeah. some mexican that works for me uh <laughs> beaner eighty one twenty seven. matt you mentioned you were looking for non-political podcasts i recommend rdx from dealer gaming and xbox 2 by randall thor 19 they're great shows mm. all right well thank you matt daft says blonde i'm a 5-4 gay ginger man how bad did i get screwed in this <laughs> genetic lottery does my almost three inch beard redeem me any yes and I don't think that gay men really care about height. I mean, it's not a thing. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really think so because they've got a whole like twink culture. Hmm. Okay. All right. When you think of a twink, don't you think of a small man? I guess. I don't know. You're cool, Matt dad. It's fine. And your beard does for sure. Redeem you. Um, Saint says Pennsylvania blows. This donation is penance for calling a little old lady a bitch after I lost my temper <laughs> over a mask restriction and I'm losing my mind out here. I'm about to start spray painting ominous apocalypse-esque messages wherever I go. Keep it classy, bitches. That was oh, a wow. huge donation. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Uh, I owe you a Bernie. Real, I didn't even, I'm um, on top of it here. Thank you for supporting the show, man. And I'm really not going to be niggardly. Because I'm starting to get filled with like, not just hormonal pregnancy rage, but like, murderous like blonde <laughs> 2017 that's, that's probably good for you you were getting soft rage. for a little while yeah i don't cry that much it's you know it's it's mostly the anger these days oh all right thank you Saint. really hardened i really hardened yeah uh yeah. blonde atkinson or robert atkinson <laughs> blonde have you shined a flashlight on your belly to play with your baby it works on my six month in the womb twins um and what were your day jobs before youtube skag what made you such a strong reporter uh i haven't tried that because i'm worried about blinding emmeline and so, so i don't do it um i worked in finance before this i did uh data analytics and research for a uh a, a an advocacy organization it's actually a progressive advocacy organization um I appreciate the compliment. I don't really consider myself a reporter because i'm not doing i'm not on scene like i'm not doing original fact finding so you um, are uh no I'm, I'm compiling facts that other people have found but you know, who I'm, does original fact finding that calls themselves a reporter who well i mean people who are going to the scene and reporting on what's happening at the scene that that's Tucker the carlson's I'm a reporter trying. he doesn't do that i don't know i'd consider him more of like an opinion host which is what i would consider him. anyway um i appreciate that we're getting into the weeds that's not really what he's getting about i, I appreciate the compliment and um 
what what made me do what I do? I, accident, man. I I never planned to do any of this stuff. I just started talking into a microphone one day, and here we are. Um, but I've always uh, curiosity is a good thing. I think uh, we need to cultivate that more in our society, and uh, just ask questions about things that you're told. And if they don't make sense, then um, ask some more questions, and you'll probably get at at the truth. I suppose. So to answer your question. The best thing, the, the reason that I will still defend my, my college education, my liberal arts college education to this day, maybe I got one of the last few years of it, but it was just four years of the Socratic method. It was just four years of why, 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 why? You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And it, it just, I think it made everybody there a critical thinker. Ask questions. And if, every, if something is so obviously right, it will emerge as obviously right through the questioning. That, that's why. Thank you, Robert. Uh, Justin Benson, twenty dollars. That was what it says in the note. So. <laughs> twenty point zero zero. Thank you. Uh, Shauna Thornton, computing forever is ginger, and were I unwed, thirteen out of ten would smash that patty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to phrase it. I like that. I'm gonna send that to him. He's gonna get a real kick out of that. Yeah. Shana. Um, Big LC says, Matt, if there's an anti-lockdown protest in Bozeman, would you consider going? 100%. There was one at the state capitol in Helena on Sunday. Any other day, and I would have been there, our governor today announced uh, a phased reopening plan. So I don't know if protests are going to continue, but uh, I I would have loved to have been there. It's just I would have had to kill the show on Sunday. Sunday's the only day that I can't move things around for, and that's the day it was. But otherwise, 100% I'll go. And uh, I'll I'll, rec- I'll take some video if I end up doing it. That sounds like on the ground reporting. Rarely, it does happen. And when it, the only times I do it, some giant fat guy named Daryl Lamont Jenkins stalks me, so I have no appetite to do it anymore. Wow, how is he still alive? Every time someone sends me a clip, I always respond in my email. Wow, I can't believe he's still alive. And always fatter too. I know, always. It's just incredible that he hasn't had a massive coronary. Mike Bob, how do they make polos so big? I know it's like <laughs> specially made polos for man fupa. Mike Bob, here's a joke for you, Matt. You can use it next time someone asks for one. I like my COVID like I like my women. 19 and easily spread. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I can deliver that line well, <laughs> but I appreciate the offer or Ooh. the suggestion. Ooh. I left a real job for this. Uh, Shauna Thornton. And interstate migration and kill the universities. Oh, and repeal the 19th. Shauna, I like you more and more every <laughs> week. Um, nobody says, why talk with property about property rights? I'm not sure. I... <laughs> oh, you no. Not... I was going to say no. that. That one should not have been read. And I disavow. I, uh, but in my defense, I could have read that three times and been like, this seems fine. It did not hit me right away either. Uh, that one was snuck in. But I know that uh, whatever we're not going to offend that, anyone. Look, that but, made me that made me ooh, flush. Ooh. Yeah, you actually got like blonde ooh. taken aback. Um, oh, oh, geez, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> God, I just speaking of which, I actually just got one over on D Live that's pertinent, so I'm going to read it now. Ultra Snake says D Live added decimals to the viewer counter, so now you can accurately track your non-white viewers. We've got a few. <laughs> They exist and they're in they're integers, god damn it. They're not I know decimals. for sure we've got a few Mexicans. That's true. We got a few Asians. Um Zoom Gadget we on heard behalf from of Raging Asian to of close all the show. Danes. I welcome Matt to Denmark. I would love to go. Absolutely. Um maybe maybe honeymoon time would be Oof. a fun Scandinavia trip. I don't even have my passport though. I gotta get on it. Racism made me flush. 
he really got you. He did get me. Uh, Gabe the Dizzle, read Biohazard by Ken Alabeck, director of USSR Bioweapon Program, Chapter 7, explains how USSR covered up 1979 weaponized anthrax accident bio Chernobyl by blaming it on black market butchers. Want to talk? I don't hmm. know anything about this, and this also kind of feels like a trap. Could be. <laughs> Maybe Thank I'm you, just Gabe. too sensitive. Beaner eighty one twenty seven. Trusting government during a sickness is like trusting a fart during a sickness. You don't. <laughs> okay. Um, Equarias. If I'm Mohawk Indian and I move to Ukraine, am I Ukrainian? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Well, I think you, there's certainly yeah. ethnic component and there's state citizenship. Uh, if you're yeah. in, if you're a Mohawk Indian who moves to Ukraine and you're a, a, you're a citizen as recognized by the state of Ukraine then why not? Also, what are the, I mean, there are some tribes that are functionally or practically extinct. They have almost no membership. Are those who, what, what are those people in terms of citizenship? Uh, in terms of citizenship or, or culture? I mean, that isn't that the real question. Are those the same things? Well, I'm, I wouldn't say that a Mohawk Indian isn't, is an ethnic Ukrainian, of course. But can someone not move to another country and become a citizen of that country and be, you know, whatever denonym applies? I don't know. It depends on the country. I don't know. Why? I can't move to Australia and become Australian? Uh, I mean, it, getting citizenship in Australia would be really difficult. Well, let's say I did. I, I agree that moving to Japan doesn't make me ethnically Japanese. But is it not possible to become a Japanese citizen? I know it's very yeah, difficult. Yeah, I mean, in that I, guess, I guess the too, real but... question is is there any ethnic component to being an American? You would say uh, no. I would in say in my yes. view, no. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's an ethnic component. Um, but I, I, I mean obviously we have certain demographics. That's just the reality. But I, I wouldn't if I mean if I'm drafting immigration policy, that would not be a part of my immigration policy. Uh, Shauna Thornton, the hard thing is that it's next to impossible to know who's actually going to integrate and who isn't. Blonde's right. Also, no dual citizenship anywhere for any reason. I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, like my antlers, do you think the U.S. is overpopulated? If so, how can we combat this problem? I don't think it's overpopulated. If we, I'll tell you how we deal with this. We stop moratorium on immigration and all Native Americans, Native Americans, not Indians, uh, get their birth rate up to like six. Wait, Native, na what? <laughs> Native Americans means white Americans now? I mean, no, not oh. necessarily. Oh, okay. You just, oh, you see, you mean Native Americans, meaning American citizens now. That's what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Who are they? I don't, I honestly don't understand who you're talking about when you say that. Uh, I'm talking about like people with, Genetic heritage related to early Americans, but not Indians. No, I just said Native Americans because that we oh. need to take back that colloquialism. I oh. hate that we call Indians that. Uh, this is an impossible thing to do, but but no, I don't think the U.S. is overpopulated. We have so much land. I mean, you can drive across the country and not see people in multiple states for like hundreds of miles. Hmm. Um, Jason Bolt, we need a 20-year moratorium on legal immigration and put an end to birthright citizenship. We also need to ban porn and charging interest. Wasn't allowed to say usury? Really? The U word is what I have. Well, yeah, he must be talking about usury. Uh, that's, really? That's not allowed? 
but I guess what else would the U word be? Um, I, I'm definitely in on the birthright citizenship issue. I think that's actually a misinterpretation of the intent. Um, I mean, we've talked banning porn and, and all that. Ban charging interest. Ban charging interest, though. Why? I, I don't. That one. That one's a little beyond me. You can't be. You can't lend money for profit. Why? It's your property. Uh, I, I've fallen into a lot of traps tonight, so I'm gonna move on. <laughs> I, I've, I mean, I can't get with that. But pants too small. A big donation. No, no. Why are your pants too small? Well, I don't know. But thanks for supporting the show. I am not gonna be niggardly. Um, a crafty Hurogok. I think first generation can never truly assimilate. Third generation finally assimilates because they know nothing about their home country. Also, pause immigration for five years at least to stabilize. We need a lot longer than five years. And five years is just like a drop in the bucket. When they were doing this in the early 20th century, they would pause for like, they would have 10, 15 year uh, moratoriums after a surge of immigrants from like Western Europe. Hmm. Um, Beaner 8127. Socialism ideology is on the rise and people are fighting not to go to work because COVID coincidence? No, people just don't want to work. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. Nobody says wear a gas mask and open carry. It's fun. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. Albert, you'll end up like that Walmart kid. You'll look like a Call of Duty character <laughs> yeah. if you do that. But um, hey, all right, exercise your rights. Go for it. Alberto Gameno says somebody touching my spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Mike Bob, one more joke for you to keep in your pocket, Matt. This one is a gamer joke, so Blind might not get it. But here goes. Abortion doctors are real life spawn campers. I don't know. <laughs> that Hilarious. I like that. Okay, I'll, I'll clue you. This, a spawn in a video game is if you're playing a multiplayer video game where people are killing each other, spawn is like where your character appears in in the competitive environment. Does that make sense? Yeah. So functionally, like the spawn of your your life is is your birth, but. When, I, when you get people trapped spawn killing them, that means you have their spawn basically surrounded, and every time they're just appearing, you're shooting them dead. Yeah. Abortion doctors are spawn killers in real life. They're just waiting for you to appear. Well, they don't even wait for you to appear. They actually, at least outside the womb. Okay. <laughs> I just, those who get it, get it. They'll enjoy it. Sam East is annoying caller playing devil ab- devil's advocate ignores the fact that people have survived for millennia of years with intact foreskins. Also bathing water. Isn't that scarce? What an absolute brain lit. Yeah. I don't think that he was actually joking, but who knows? Uh, I don't know. I think you've, yeah. I venture to guess he's circumcised all of his children. Who knows? Shauna Thornton. There's a group that came to the U.S. in large quantities that after World War II that loved circumcision, but it's probably unrelated. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a lot of hate in that heart. So much hate in that heart. Gabe the Dizzle. One, dude circumcision ideas are nuts. Two, no circumcision was not because of World War II. It was pushed by a nutter that invented cornflakes. Is that true? I don't, I don't know. know. Three, uncut men have been killing each other for millennia in far less hygienic terms than World War I. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that World War I dicks were any more or less disgusting. The, the <laughs> trenches didn't go up to your balls, did they? I, I don't know. Or like the trench rot. And, and yeah, that's what I've heard of is how bad your feet get because of like wet boots and stuff but i've never heard of foreskin rot no maybe it happened though um nobody 
if you'd be on the front lines for the blonde fairy, the blonde foreskin fairy, yes, indeed, uh, a very dead horse, just now saw a protest on Facebook Live at police officer's house in Idaho for arresting some woman who was on playground. Interesting. Records. They went to the cop's house. We are going to talk about this on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's that's interesting. I mean, is that appropriate? Well, as I said, I consider that cop to be a redcoat. That cop is an oathbreaker. That cop, I again, I would want to know, at what point would you turn in your badge, sir? What is the line for you? Or is it only following orders forever? That's the kind of guy who would probably try to confiscate your guns if he was ordered to. Yeah, what a bitch. Hmm. Shanique was stunning and brave. Do you think there's a correlation between there being so many stinky vaginas spelled with a J and hmm. a lack of pube maintenance? I only read that because <laughs> I've skipped your last three about pubic maintenance. I was going to say, we know blonde is strongly anti maintenance. She, she loves jungle bush. <laughs> I also never said that. No, I know. Actually, I probably should not joke about that. Cause this is one of those, this is one of those issues where it's, it's, you're a little touchy on it. Because I can't see my feet, okay? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Mark Duquesne, completely banning circumcision is complicated. Um, on one hand, it violates First Amendment practice of religion, but on the other hand, it discouraged immigration by Muslims and Jews, and some will leave. <laughs> um, it's, it's not complicated because we're not allowed to ritualistically mutilate babies in any other capacity in this country. What if it was much worse? Like, there's no way around this. This is child mutilation. It's totally unethical. Like, how, how can, how backwards are we that we're still like, hmm. oh, this is a totally normal thing to do? Watch the documentary American Circumcision, everybody. Uh, nobody. Matt, if you had to choose, would you live in a diverse but ideologically cohesive society or a racially cohesive but ideologically diverse society? Easy choice. Of course, I'd choose ideological cohesion. I think the debate is whether that's achievable. But of course, I want to live among people who share my values. I don't want to live a bunch of um, among a bunch of white people who are uh, authoritarian, insane people, people who want to violate my rights. So, I think uh, the choice is easy. I think the question is, do these things exist in theory? I think uh, uh, the the best I can say to the other side of this, there, it's undeniable. Okay, the the values of liberty are pretty proven. They build great societies. See the United States. Okay. For whatever reason, there's a huge, most of the world, not just a huge portion of the world, most of the world does not want that value system. Mm -hmm. Why? That's a fair question to ask. Why? So if it's possible to have, if such a, let's put it this way. I don't put value on diversity in that, in that uh, equation there. I put value on ideological cohesion. I don't care I don't want it. I don't have some quota where it's like, I want society to be this correct mixture of races. No, I want society to adhere to what I believe to be the best values that the world's ever seen and produce the greatest society the world's ever seen. So diversity in that equation means nothing to me. Ideological cohesion means everything. The question is, are those things related? And I don't think that people are arguing that they have some relationship or way off base. The world is the way it is. I, I can't deny that. Why don't the values of liberty succeed in other parts of the world? Good question. I don't have a great answer for you, but they don't. They don't. That's, yeah. that's just true. You're right. John Martin, if vitamin D is valuable in boosting immune system to fight COVID or any flu, then dark skin is disadvantaged by nature and choosing to live in northern climates. 
maybe that is one of the reasons that it's disproportionately affecting the black community. I'm sure smoking and diabetes has something to do with it too. Hmm. But maybe vitamin D absorption has something to do with it. Well, no, if you're darker skinned, wouldn't you absorb more vitamin D? I don't know. I don't know. I, it, yeah, I don't know how that works physiologically. Uh, democracy, pretty sure the legality of the suspension of our constitutional rights during an emergency comes not from the Constitution itself, but from executive orders signed in recent decades. Not that I agree. Is, yeah, is there a legal precedent for, for stripping somebody of constitutional values in an emergency situation like this? Uh, I'd, I'd like to hear a, a, some kind of constitutional lawyer perspective on this. I saw a Judge I, I Napolitano on Tucker last night who said no to this hmm. um logan sai hi mountain blonde i'm a longtime listener and of chinese descent and i go to see i go visit family in taiwan every year and they feel bitter for what happened in china and keep up the good work hmm. and my last name is pronounced chi sorry dude i, I didn't mean to i do love the taiwanese <laughs> oh he said he's of chinese descent i don't know what to you get out of here <laughs> no i'm just joking thank you uh, thanks for listening we appreciate it um, I'm a psychopath. Uh, designated survivor is complete garbage. I had high hopes because I like Kiefer as Jack Bauer in 24. Hmm. But this show was so filled with progressive propaganda, I couldn't continue watching. Blonde would hate it. Hard pass. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've never heard of it. So, Robert Stillman, I'm an RN in a hospital in a major city. I work around this virus and screening people. Blonde, you and everyone else owe me nothing. This is my job and this virus would not kill me. Thank you for not having an emotional reaction to our discussion about this, Robert. I appreciate it. You sound like you're not a pussy. And for that, we thank you. That, Somebody... that certainly, uh, yeah, that's worthy of my thanks, regardless of the job you're doing or not. I appreciate that perspective and I'll thank you for the job nonetheless. Um, appreciate it. Um, somebody got their message deleted between Robert Stillman and Jared Tank. Oh, you know what that uh, means. And it does Jared Tank, I'm in Central California, and I'm the only person I know that isn't gung-ho about the shutdown. Everyone's mm. tyrannical as fuck. Blonde, can I get a pardon and not be grouped in with the Holtz and the pedophiles? I don't know, Jared <laughs> Jared Tank. You're clearly a pedophile, Jared Tank. No, I'm just joking. Uh, the question is, which is worse? Which is worse? Jared yeah. Holt or a pedophile? Mm. You really got... Uh, listen, I'll make the argument for Subway Jared if I have to. I forgot about Jared Taylor. <laughs> Oh Who's yeah, awesome. poor, poor Jared Taylor. Uh, Ein's Knoll. You know, I got re really quick. Sorry, I saw Jared Holt tweeting about like who's behind these protests across the country. You'll be shocked to learn when I reveal it. And I'm thinking like, dude, your job description is actual Soros shill. What the hell are you talking about? Who's behind? Like your job exists because of billionaire financing. Oh, what the hell are you talking about? He must really think that he does like good work. Ah. Uh, uh, Inviting uh, racism. Who's behind Ein's it? Null. God. Matt and I once made love. He boogalooed all over my non-essential life-sustaining seeds in the illegal garden gardening section. <laughs> Heil Whitmer. Thank you. <laughs> Void Vector. Do you peasants have the king's permission to be on stream? Taco Bell is essential as fuck. Uh, I'm with you there. It, it is, yeah. But these peasants don't ask, man. The king has not declared this stream uh, non-essential yet. And if he does, we're going to have some problems. Version 7.0, Blonde, going back to one of your vids, do you think the right will ever become organized enough to save itself? Um, we have a real problem on the, right, on the right with organization. The left is way better at it. Um, and I think that we're really good at identifying problems, really poor at enacting solutions. Hmm. So no, I mean, there, there's so much discord on the right because um, 
our ideologies are pretty wide spanning. So, um, okay, nobody. Uh, why do you always have to disavow things you didn't do? It's just your words. You're not responsible for it. Same with acts of violence. You presume by assuming you are. Uh, I think it's I mostly know. it's mostly tongue in cheek when I'm yeah. obviously I don't think that my words are responsible for people doing certain things. Um, part of it's tongue in cheek and it's just kind of the bit. And part of it is the reality that like any whiff of saying the wrong thing about the concepts of self-defense and or violence or anything like that. I mean, they, they crack down on that really harshly. So in those contexts, I think they're worth talking about. I want to talk about them. But the burden to use precise language is also very high. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all know that you're the one who's going to get my channel banned. That's the that way. one person that wrote in the. Yeah. In, they, were, yeah. they were probably right. And people um, will probably be mad. And I'll be like, as far as I'm concerned, that's the risk I take. Do you, could you imagine if I kicked you off the show? I worried she's going to get my channel bad. I'm sure that would work out great. I'm sure everyone would be really happy with me. To be fair, it's like, you know, it's like marrying a crazy woman that revealed to you that she that she was crazy <laughs> before you got married. It's like, well, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, maybe. I'm no worse now than I was in the beginning. I arguably was way worse in 2017 than I am. Hey, now. I think you kind of go in waves, man. You That's get uh, more timid and more aggressive. In like, waves. Ooh, I can't take the the what's the word I'm looking for? Fallout. <laughs> um, Jason Bolt not allowed to use the U word probably because of the connotation. Really? Ooh, that's that's an interesting bit of censorship. Marbo ninety three says hashtag team uncut. I'm proud of your penis and your parents. <laughs> Nobody. So you'd go Inquisition instead of Renaissance, Matt? Uh, sure. I don't know. I used to like the Renaissance fair as a kid. That was pretty fun. Uh, John Martin. Uh, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Light you. skin produces more vitamin D per UVB mm. exposure. It means greater health in areas with less sun, longer winters and less sun. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, we're good. Real quick over on Streamlabs, Phil's back. He says, is the country really better off allowing any immigrants from countries that had nothing to do with the founding stock? If yes, really? Well, yeah, I certainly think that there are people who uh, would be of net benefit to this country and who believe in the values of this country. And I think we should try to find them. Yeah, I think I think those people exist, surely. I, I agree that there are risks in being too loose in that, uh, in making our assessment though. Why and certainly, laughing? well, and certainly the idea of, Anybody can come in. Uh, yeah, the status quo is is not... I don't think anybody's advocating that. Um, Phil also says, the Germans also built a pretty nice country, but they don't share all the values of the USA, but they do share a, an ethnic heritage with millions of Americans. Values only go so far. There are reasons the Congo won't ever, <laughs> won't ever rise to mediocre status. Well... I, I I agree that that the this is kind of what I'm getting at that certain parts of the world have adopted certain value systems that have led to great achievement and other parts of the world for whatever reason don't. Some people attribute that to race. That's okay if you want to make that argument. Great, go for it. You're, you're entitled to do that. Um. Anyway, I kind of kind of lost my oh oh. But I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't minimize the degree to which values are part of that. That is to say, like are any of like Germany's a great country. Well, is it strictly because of ethnic heritage or is it because Germany has now adopted a set of values that have built a great country? And, and I don't know that I, I'm not even saying that it has to be either or that you're totally off base to believe it has anything to do with 
something inherent to the people there. I don't think that that's an insane argument, but I, I also wouldn't dismiss the value system either. I think that if you have, if, if you're going to go with the idea that you have a whole bunch of, of high quality, really talented people, maybe Germany does. I don't know. I assume a lot of great Germans. Well, they should probably be free to build their own livelihoods and to build all the coolest shit. And I think the more you, if you tried to control them top down, that would shackle their potential rather than harness it. And yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't, I, I, I don't want to go either or in either direction on this. If I don't need something soon, I will murder. It's time to go. It's time to go. Appreciate the thoughts, Phil. Thank you uh, for supporting the show as well. It's um. anyway, uh, we'll, we'll update the rest of the, uh, the week's news on Sunday. I definitely want to talk about this arrest in Idaho. I want to talk, hopefully we'll see if there are more developments in the skate park front. I am interested to see how that develops after the kids went there and dirt biked around the skate park after they filled it in. Good for them. I don't know if the Cal- the California communists aren't going to give up and the skateboard kids aren't going to give up. That seems like it might be an ongoing battle for some time. We'll see how it develops. Okay. Anyway, we'll catch you on Sunday. Have a good week. <laughs>